Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Season 2 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to Lifetime original movies. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. Hey, you guys, it's Malls. Welcome to Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Today I have Christine Blackburn with me who does a great show that you can see at the Hollywood Improv every single month called Story Worthy as well as a podcast that's also called Story Worthy. It's about storytelling, which is something that we love here and no one loves storytelling more than Lifetime. Christine, <laughs> how are you? It's true. It's true. They do love stories. Yes. Uh, look, we watched... Do you want to just tell people really quickly before we go and get into what we watch? Because I'm not going to shut up about it once we get talking about it. It is a really fine movie. It's, it's a, a fine film. It's about Rachel's. And <laughs> anybody I know now named Rachel forever, this movie will stay in my mind when I talk to them. I know, right? So we tell people about Storyworthy first. I did oh, your okay. show once. Yeah, you you talked. Uh, you told a story on my yes. show about going on a Tinder date. Yes. And it actually did really well. So thank you for coming on oh, the show. Oh, awesome. Yeah, nice. thank you so much. Um, but yeah, each week I bring on a different Hollywood, uh, generally comedians or writers, and they tell a true story from their life. And when you tell somebody to bring me your best true story they often do bring a very good story yeah so now i'm up to about 455 episodes and i have heard some fantastic stories yours yeah, being one of them i was going through like the one before me was about like domestic violence and i was like oh here i come with this soft able like i don't know did anyone yeah, write you and say i was mean about handicapped people I, I got a couple of uh, i got a couple of letters i'll be honest <laughs> with you yeah, no one comes to me about that one. But uh, yeah, I'm sure. No, no one's ever honest with me about it. I get yelled at for the dumbest things. I'll well, you were being very you. honest, and that's fair. You know. Yeah, I mean, well, what was I going to do? What would, And also, how would you react if you were on a Tinder date, and then he reveals to you via text the next day that he has a colostomy bag? Yeah. How would you deal with that? Well, I guess I would just say, you know, good luck to you. Sorry to hear like that. Drunk lush, Good luck like to you. Lush, no, like, they didn't it? call you a lush, but people, uh, a Ableism. couple of people were like, your, your values don't align with mine. Oh, yeah. And I say, they weren't my values. They're Molly McAleer's values. Well, that's, that he's, <laughs> he's probably uh, single still. So if they <laughs> want to be with him, I'm, you know, I would always like to say to that person who has to criticize me, then you can do it. Yeah, If exactly. you want to do it, you can go do it. Well, and also, you know what? You're not going to like every single show I bring you. Oh, no. Some you're going to love, some you're not going to love. So you, sure. whatever. What do you want me to, what, what can I tell you? A and story also, is a story. And that was your true authentic that story. That was my truth. And that happened. And you know what? It probably is tough for people to come off a really serious domestic violence story and go directly into some debts talking no, about her Tinder dates. No, but listen, I got some, <laughs> I got a lot of, um, 
slack from the domestic violence story as well. People wrote to me about that. About three people wrote about that because Adrian Earhart, the girl that told the story. Yeah. This was about her mother being abused. So she was a child witnessing domestic violence. It wasn't against her, but it was against her mother. Um, and, and, you know, she made some light of it. Nothing, there was nothing funny about it, but one thing was like, for instance, this man had one leg. Oh, right. So he's like a peg leg chasing around the house. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck is going on here? So there were some moments of levity that you're going to have. I love that you had two like ableism episodes in a row. See, that's great. Um, You know what? The other thing is, Molly, I don't ever tell people what story to bring. Whatever they want to bring to the table, I'm there. I support every story that's told to me. The goddamn truth is that when you're a podcast host, you can't control. It's that's the that's the variable it's always the variable right it's you're the controlled subject and they're the variable and i always say to people when they write in if they're not pleased with the person who comes on please advise i always say look i can't stand by the advice everyone gives all i can do is let them put it out there absolutely it's just truth it's truth and also you record in your own home right now Mm -hmm. same as i do which is that i just don't ever want anyone to feel uncomfortable in my home so why would you have to clap back in the moment right you You don't want to negate somebody's experience you know if this is what happened to them this is what happened to them you do hear some absurd shit sometimes, though, I'm sure. I hear some crazy shit on my pods. And speaking of, you guys, the Rachels. Now, I wasn't... I had some choices for this movie, and I wanted to choose one from the Lifetime Movie Club, which, by the way, you guys, did you know you can get a free month at lifetimemovieclub.com slash malls? You absolutely can. Um, and that's a better deal. Everyone else just gets a free week. I'm offering you a free month. It's a great deal. And so it's a, it's a great... It's free. It's like the best a deal could be. And... Um, yeah, so I wanted to choose one for one of our last episodes. This is our second to last episode, and we're done for the season. Wow. And whether or not we have a third season, that's up to you. Go to patreon.com slash Mother May I Sleep With Podcast, or just look up Mother May I Sleep With Podcast on Patreon. I'm not really sure what the URL is. Probably should know. I've got a lot of URLs in my life, you guys. I'm sure you know this. Also, shout out to Kevin, um, who came to our meetup. He was the only Mother May I Sleep With Podcast fan in the, in the group. He had no idea what reality TV shows we were talking about, but he was like, I like the Lifetime podcast. And I was like, that's about right. Like, like one out of every 12 of you <laughs> listens to this podcast. Well, it's a niche. Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. is. Um, but we're powerful, you guys. We're strong. Write very strongly worded emails to Lifetime if you want. I encourage you to start a Rachel-like campaign pushing me um, into Lifetime stardom. So, listen... This movie's about bullying. I wanted you as a mom. Oh, this movie's about so much more than... Bu- I mean, it is about bullying, but yeah. it's also about competition. It's actually about sports. It's about fame. It's, it's about fame. It's mm-hmm. about social media. It's about high school. Mm-hmm. It's about kids that are spoiled, kids that feel entitled. Yeah. And then there's deceit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie really covers a lot. The there's only thing not layers. in this movie is probably drugs. That's true, actually. Which is fine. And I was waiting for the moment where we find out that there's drinking at the party that we see in the first scene. Yeah, no, that's not it. No, there's no drink. No, it's they're, they're, they are in enough trouble with without substance. So it's sort of to me, it was a blend of Clueless and Heather's, but mm. everything brought up to date because of social media. And it was also a little like Hitchcockian. I felt like it felt like very like there was a Hitchcock. There oh, because there, there were twists. There were twists and turns. Yeah, at every at every turn. And so 
I there were things in this movie that I were not expecting. I will say to you that I think that this movie is going to score high in some really key areas for us. One being font because they did a very good job updating this movie. Felt like I could go see this at the Americana. Totally. Like if I'm just like, oh, I saw all the other movies. There's this other one left. It's called The Rachels. Like mm-hmm. I guess I'll see this one. Beautiful cinematography. It was better than Nerve, which I saw last mm. year in the theater. Um, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good movie, and I think that something must just not have clicked between this and it actually coming out maybe because it was pretty violent um really dark undertones i can't recommend it enough but what about the fonts what do you mean by that just like the fonts were really good and like they, in other words like because it's, it's broken into three chapters right yes so chapter one chapter two shocked so, me. like that font itself yeah that interesting. Fo- that font was great and the way that they moved it on the screen i thought was really interesting mm-hmm. they chose like some of the some of the choices they chose were very mature i think mm-hmm. a lot of the choices they make in these movies feel very collegiate like oh like this is like a really high-end student film you know, like they got some dope actors, but like they're only working with the fonts that are the 12 fonts that come with Final Cut. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, if I see one more thing in Helvetica, yeah. I'll throw my shoe through the TV. Exactly. And yeah. they, I think they went over the top with this one. It was really great. So we're going to open up on some teens having a party in a really lavish apartment building. Beautiful um, kids, by the way. All beautiful. Everyone's looking real good. And um, this girl with long straight hair walks past the doorman. She doesn't sign in. She's just like bolting through. And you know she's up to some bad shit because she's wearing a black hoodie. <laughs> like, that was not my first indication, but I hear what you're saying. When she blew past the, the security guy, yes, yeah. then I knew she was into well, bad shit, but I was liars. So I know black I hoodie see. on a teenage girl, not good. Interesting. That I'm going to tell my daughter she's not wearing any black hoodies. Yeah, That's no, it. because people are going to think you're trying to murder your friends. Right. No, I'm, she's not going to wear them anymore. We're done. So um, she's dressed super casually. That's what I noticed compared to everyone else. So we see a blonde with curly hair inside. She looks fucking terrified. Mm. Then all of a sudden we see this other guy being like, oh, look at these two, the two Rachels. So now we've established we've got curly blonde Rachel. Rachel Nelson. Yes. And then Rachel Richards is the one with the long straight hair. Rachel Richards. By the way, they both have two first names. I noticed. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Rachel and Richard and Rachel and, and, and Nelson. Nelson. Interesting. Yeah, that interesting. hit me like on my third viewing <laughs> of this film today. I watched, I stayed home and watched this movie three times. I actually told my therapist, I was like, look, I got to cut this short today. I know I just got back from New York and I have a lot of stuff to spew. But at the same time, I've got a Lifetime movie to watch. So tell me why you watch it three times. I'm just curious. I mean, I'm not criticizing, but I, I watched it once and I felt like I got I got it. Well, because by the third time, I stopped seeing reality and I just beca- it becomes the best movie I've ever seen. I see. So more nuance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like you like, caught that black that black sweatshirt. I yeah, would, I, like I really, I become very, I, I go from thinking on the first time, like, oh God, I can't. How am I going to get through this podcast? To like on the third viewing, I'm like, Wow, this movie is very good. Like, I really... This is a fine, fine film. Christine, I sat at my kitchen table and I cried after my third viewing of the Drew Peterson movie because I was like, you can't trust anyone in this world. And all those girls are just trying their best in their 20s. I was very like, I literally cried on my Snapchat and was like, how do you know when you can trust anyone? Yeah, no, no, no. The Drew Peterson story definitely makes me cry. And a lot of the true stories that happen that you see on Lifetime movies do make me cry. I mean, they really do because they happened. Yeah. And we're seeing a reenactment of it. Um, But this wasn't a true story, of course. No, no, no. Rachel's. No, but okay. I mean, it could be. 
But it made you cry nonetheless. No, I didn't cry. Oh, you didn't cry. I didn't cry. cry at this movie. But I, by the third time, I was like, this is a well-made film. I see. Yeah. So we see a woman downstairs making herself tea and watching television. And God bless Lifetime because they always try with their diversity. So like, this is a, a wealthy black woman who literally her apartment looks like a Nancy Myers film. It's like <laughs> everything in the apartment is like pristine. Yes. And I just am like... Oh, so Lifetime gets half their diversity done within the first five minutes of the film because the security guard is black right. and then the woman downstairs who hears overhears the girl fighting on the roof is black. So right. I'm like, oh, so there will be no other people of color. In no, we get right film. to the white girls. I understand. Yeah. Okay. So um, she's like, she's making a... Um, making some tea she hears a crash upstairs um i noticed that the painting behind her looked like spaghetti just like a fistful of spaghetti thrown <laughs> at a screen it was so weird um so the woman's tea starts to boil but she goes up to the deck to listen and wait just, hold on one second. that painting well was to make her look eclectic eclectic oh yeah, yeah do you know yeah. what i mean it made her look put that edge on her not only is she rich and clean yeah but she's pretty artsy she's making some tea and like also everything was a light shade of blue everything was everything was a, a light shade of blue in the apartment like that apartment was no real person can live in that apartment no it, it, it was, was like so no one beautiful. did it was like she was living in the the um the one they staged yeah it was like really it was way it was way too beautiful i was like can you just throw a cardigan on the chair or something to show me that this woman has a life um <laughs> so she starts to so the tea starts to boil she hears something the doorman is outside now on his break and he's listening to music on his iPad so iPod so he has no idea what's going on upstairs then we see the Rachels approach the popular Asian girl who doesn't have a name at any point during this movie no. neither does their overweight friend no no the just the girl with the long blonde hair who's overweight has no name but they did give her a lot of good reaction shots they got so many and so was the kid who was making kissy faces at them yeah no name like no name. it's never at any point it's never like hey Carlos like it's never like anything they don't even throw a name out there so um they do better in like an nbc movie and an nbc made for tv movie from the 90s all the side characters got names yeah this they gave them nothing well maybe because it was so focused on two rachels and a roxy they were like you can't remember more than two names it's (laughs) rachel and roxy that's it um so uh they, the girls outside were like, okay, we'll let the Rachels talk. So blonde Rachel sits on a table that's propped up by the ledge right away. Is I it wrote, a table or the ledge? I thought it was a, the it's ledge. It's a table because earlier she's sitting, which by the way, what apartment building in good conscience, like thinking about lawsuits, whatever, unless all these people own these units, right. no apartment building is going to put a high glass table next to the ledge. I can't the believe, see, that's so interesting though. That's something that you picked up on because you did watch the film more than once. Yeah. I assumed the whole time she was just sitting on the, the like the railing. Yeah. Well, I have, at first was like, there's no way that she's sitting on like this thin metal bar. <sighs> so I was like, she's not that stupid. I, you know, I thought, why is this girl being? so stupid sitting on a thin metal bar the table itself is it pretty stupid i wrote i wrote it's pretty clear what's going to happen that's what i wrote in yeah. my notes at this point so there's some fighting about Ra- why rachel didn't invite rachel then the brunette rachel's like i made you then we hear a scream and then we see a bloodied foot with perfect pink toenails uh I noticed the great – it's dead on the ground. I noticed the great detail that was in between the scream and the foot 
was that the woman downstairs puts her tea bag in the teacup and it's a clear teacup because this woman's house is fucking pristine. Right. So of course she only drinks out of clear cutlery and yeah. clear cutlery and clear and clear cups and glasses. I think it was that Starbucks passion fruit tea because as soon as the water hits the thing, first of all, it looked like period blood. And then I realized, oh, this is symbolic of, I looked like a period this, demonstration. It, this is what's going on outside. What's going on inside this cup is what's going on also yeah. outside, which is blood. Right. But yeah. you missed the point at the thump. The loud thump was just like incredibly dramatic when she hit the pavement. Yeah. I mean, you heard, first it was the boom. It was like a wolf. Right. Then we cut to the tea bag and the, the, the blood. And I've looked, I've thought about suicide a lot in my life, like different ways you can do it. And I've always thought the, the bonus to throwing yourself off of something was that you die before because you're, you have a heart attack. Is that true? I mean, that's what they say is that if you jump off a building, you die before oh. because you have a heart attack on the way down. I'm going to do that. I'm trying to shut this off for you. I have my AC on you guys and Sammy is shivering, honestly, like wagon stuff on a plane. Like you, I'm so It is sorry. chilly. It is a bit chilly. <laughs> sorry, I'm bragging with my air conditioning because it's kind of new, but also I, everyone who comes into my house is so hot. It works so. very well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, women... Women run at different temperatures all the time. I'm typically cold. I'm also wearing a hoodie. So anyway, if anyone gets hot, just let me know. Um, okay. So I wrote this is made by Marvista. We see now Marvista presents, which is a pretty legit company. So this was also like, oh, they must have had to sell this last ditch effort sort of thing. Like they paid a lot for the script. Or they took this out and they pitched it everywhere. Like maybe the person who wrote it is someone of value. It's very interesting that you would know that because most people would not see that angle of things. Oh, yeah. No, I think about like how it was pitched. I think that's fabulous. <laughs> no, but I think that that seriously, though, Molly, that makes you a movie authority. When you watch movies like this, I mean, sort of it's funny and it's all we're, we're joking around and being cavalier. But really, you do know what you're talking about and you do notice these small nuances. And I think well, it's fabulous. writing things ruins everything for you. I see. Like once you do, you write and you have the career that you've had, then it's oh, all an I've open book. I've never written a movie, but I will tell you that I do like when I hit the f end of the first act, I'm like, oh, okay, that's about 15 pages. <laughs> like ah, that's, I know. Interesting. And I was thinking, this movie's also written very by the book. It's very formulaic. Like there's not some, you know, there's no Tarantino-esque turns in this one. Well, so. there's a lot of twists, but there's I know what twists, you're saying. But it's like, not upside like, down. Like, oh, like now the hero's going to have this happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we see, um, I wrote, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see Rachel's, they're walking around school. They're at their prime. Um, I wrote the brunette Rachel looks like she's about 45. Uh, and then a t uh, little <laughs> title card comes up that says last week. I'm sorry. Like these high schoolers just when I was in high school, I looked 12. Dude, I have that written right here. The she kids in my 45. school did not look like this. Rachel, it's been far too long since we've had an excuse to party here at Hills High. <laughs> I agree, Rachel. The Sweetheart Dance is just around the corner, and Student Council will be selling tickets at the Quad during lunch. And voting for Sweetheart Court starts today and continues through the week, so don't forget to turn in those ballots. Have a happy Monday, Hills High. These were your morning announcements, and as always, I'm Rachel Richards. I'm Rachel Nelson, and together, we're, we're the Rachels. What's wrong with you? 
I can't find my bio notes. If we have a quiz today, I'm so screwed. Oh, whatever. Um, we need to talk about this yearbook situation. What yearbook situation? The new rule that limits how many photos you get? I guess it's supposed to make things more democratic or something. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't see the problem. What? What's the point in running track and doing morning announcements and joining the feminism club if there's no photos? That's the whole point. Because we like running track, doing the morning announcements, and women's rights? Of course this doesn't phase you. I mean, you're not even that photogenic anyway, so why would you care? <laughs> Fine, uh, I'll just be late. Let's just go. Miss Selden, that is really not fair. Rachel, I understand why you might be upset, but the yearbook is meant to represent the entire student body, not just those in clubs and in teams. Well, okay, I guess that makes sense, and we'll still be in there plenty. Each student gets, what, like, ten photos? The cap is six. Well, the cap is a little ridiculous. Well, it was approved by the entire student council, and I think it's terrific. Is this you? Rachel. Because it certainly seems like you. Of course you would do something like this. People like you never appreciate Actually, her. it was my idea. So you can lay off Roxy. Roxy? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, who are you? Tom Danvers, the new yearbook editor. You must be new to Hills High. I don't think I've seen you around school before. Yeah, I actually just transferred this term. And you're already the yearbook editor? That's impressive. Well, you know, it's not a lot of competition for a job with long hours and no pay. <laughs> well, your cap is stupid. It's good to know. Whoa, hey, come on. Not everybody needs to be in the yearbook. That's not what the yearbook's for. Actually, that is exactly what the yearbook is for. No, it's not. The yearbook is meant to be for exceptional people, and that just so happens to be us, right here. Look, I get that you two are the teen queens of Hills High. You rule the school. Congratulations. Hey, easy there, Mr. Editor. Yeah, maybe we can help out with the layouts or uh, volunteer in exchange for a couple photos. No, absolutely not. I'm sorry, I'm not wasting my time in here with these people. I have a life, Rachel. I have followers. You know this. Okay, well, it was nice meeting both of you, but I have a lot of work to do. Rachel? Rachel? This isn't over. Oh, my God. Living for these two. There's so much drama in that yearbook club. So I wanted to play that whole clip because it's really setting a stage for a lot. And one is that fabulous rose gold metallic Jansport backpack that I cannot take my eyes off of. It So blonde <laughs> Rachel, Rachel Nelson, who will be dead soon, has a fantastic backpack that I would not have been allowed to have. My mom would be like, that's too trendy. You'll be over it by next year. Yeah. And I would. So my mom was very practical like that. You said as we were watching this, I would never let my daughter go to school in any of this. I wouldn't have been allowed to go to school in any of that. Well, also, these kids have money to burn. I mean, right. you could just tell. Yeah, well, I mean, so this is what we're going to find out in a little bit is that 
Rachel Nelson lives in one of those Santa Monica high rise buildings, which are like, I always look at those and I'm like, who lives in those except like eccentric writers that are probably going to die in there as well. Like it's so rent controlled. Like, I don't know who lives to think of a child living in an apartment building like that is kind of wild to me. Hmm. Um, But yeah, they have money to burn. They, sure. they do. And it's very, you know, when you say an apartment building, you know, this is like, we're talking about high end apartment living. This isn't like, oh, no, 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 this no. is high end stuff. So, to, I mean, to even stay in a hotel in Santa Monica, it's going to run you like 600 bucks minimum. Yeah. So, I mean, I always look at those and I'm like six grand a month minimum for the, yeah, for the I bet that's true. Rent. I yeah. bet that's true. Yeah. And like, those are, those are very, uh, very serious places. So, we need to also address that Roxy, the nerd, who we we know her now as Roxy. She is obviously one of those girls that it was like Zoe Deschanel, the new girl, where it's like no one's buying it. Like yeah. no one doesn't believe that you're not hot. Like yeah, she, but well, she is beautiful and she's yeah. wearing a ton of makeup. Yeah, it's very um, she's all that where it's like okay, I see your Rachel Lee Cook under there. There are no glasses that can make you ugly. Right, like you're exactly pretty, you're a pretty girl. You're beautiful. Um, so but she's supposed to be the nerd. Now, you said that Tom, the new yearbook editor, which I was much less impressed by mm. than both. It seems everyone in this room. Um, <laughs> I'm very I'm very Rachel Richards about the yearbook editing job. I uh, I don't think he's that hot. Oh, wow. I mean, that's not my type. Yeah, he's, he's my, my type. type. You see, that's me in Lifetime is that I don't know. He's probably he's just not fat or funny enough for me. <laughs> yeah, no, he's total jock. He's totally the hottie of the school. Yeah, the but he's also kid. like sensitive. Like he's a yearbook editor and like you can tell he's diplomatic. Like well, he I, stood up for Roxy, didn't he? Yeah. And he comes in with the six pictures. Great rule. I think that that is a good rule. Did you have a superlative or anything? In the we yearbook? didn't have that, but we didn't need it back then because we didn't have followers and things like that. You know right. what I mean? And everything was democ- democratic. Nobody ever thought like... Like, well, you should get more pictures in the yearbook because you're better looking. But they didn't have, like, funniest person. Yeah, they had that in my school. Yeah, oh, yeah. superlatives. Yeah. Did you get a superlative? I had many, actually, yeah. You did? Well, I had one that was really upsetting. It was... um. Uh, the biggest airhead. Okay, that's what they called it back then. The biggest airhead. Like a bimbo? Yeah, I guess. But it was kind of <laughs> like, okay, it was the time of Three's Terrible. Company. So they were calling like Suzanne Summers an right. airhead. So it was like an airhead that was like the catchphrase or the word. So we're at the uh, senior high school assembly in the gymnasium. And Dave McWilliams, the president of our class, who I could go <laughs> off about him for a fucking half hour. He's yeah. such, such a loser. But the point is, he was the president of the class and he's handing out the awards. And he says, biggest airhead, Christine Black." Burn. And so I'm like, ah, oh, and everybody's clapping and laughing. So I start walking, tw- you know, you're supposed to go up and get this stupid award that's like a fake, you know, funny thing. And I start walking up and he goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. It's not you. It's not you. Sorry about that. Sorry, Christine. So I turned around and started walking back to my seat. And then everybody started fucking laughing at me. Oh. I know. It wasn't funny. That's not like a, that's not even like a good fake out. That's it wasn't like funny. It was at stupid. America. It that's made like me good, feel like, horrible. Gentlemanly. That's terrible. High school sucked, man. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. I wanted a superlative so bad because I was not popular, but I knew I could get funniest girl. I knew I could. And I did by 10 votes. Oh, wow. But. This fucking bitch who I saw at a wedding this year. If you're listening to this, you know who the fuck you are. And you know I don't like you now. Because she also insulted my friend's sister's dress. Um, and she was not invited. to. She was uninvited to brunch the next day. Like, can you imagine my horror? I'm literally at a wedding in Palm Springs. All of a sudden, someone turns around and goes, Hi, Molly. 
And my high school class president <laughs> God. is the plus one of a friend I would have died. was invited to the wedding. So, no, like, the blood drained to my toenails. So I was like, fuck. And, like, I, she's <laughs> someone that I only see once every five years in L.A. anyway. We're, like, yeah. the only two people that moved out here except for this one guy that does, like, the circus. He's literally, like, in the circus. Um, So she um she rigged the election and she won like best eyes like you know best yeah, personality best like body all these things and all that, that like stuff. she wasn't and yeah. so it became really obvious that she had rigged the election and so they just got rid of all superlatives oh, altogether geez. And I would have had, I would have had my moment. I would have had my due. And then, so one bad apple ruined yeah. the whole damn thing. And I will tell you, she's also the reason why we don't have proper high school reunions because her slut ass came out here to make it as a model. And we, and she's supposed to be plant. That's her job. If you're a senior right. class president, I'm sorry, Molly. you are chained to the school for life, and you need to be planning my goddamn reunion. You will not believe. I got to tell you this story, yeah. and I got to tell your audience this story because it's about high school, and yeah. it's about Dave McWilliams, the tell president. Of my class. Let me Sounds tell you what like happened. When I was a junior, we thought it would be funny to elect the football team <laughs> as the class officers. So the girls and the guy that had been running the class for the last four years or whatever, nobody voted for them. And we all voted for the football team as a joke. So we voted for the, the quarterback, yeah. the tight end, whatever. We voted for the, those top guys, right? <laughs> so it was four guys who had never been in student council. I actually wrote an article for Huffington Post about this last year when Trump was in the election. And I called oh. the article, this election reminds me of high school because these four guys Brilliant. ran and we fucking voted for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so now we're in the senior year. So do we do anything? No. Do we have any parties? Do we do anything? No. But we did sell candy bars. And from those can <laughs> that candy bar said we made $750. Okay. Now, time for the Richland High School Rams class reunion, five-year class reunion. <laughs> we got 750 bucks in the kitty. Dave McWilliams goes up, talks to the principal, Mr. Greeway, and he says, I'm the president of the class of 83. I'm really old. And I need our candy bar money. And Mr. Greenway gave him the 750 And then you know what Dave McWilliams did? What? He bought a used car. Oh, oh my God. So my class, no five-year reunion, no 10, no 15. Then the 19th year class reunion, yeah. Kelly Vla, yeah. who should have always been the fucking president because <laughs> she was the one who helped us out for the first, you know, yeah. ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade. Yeah. She plans the, the, the high school reunion. Well, thank God for Kelly. And I go back to it in Pittsburgh and yeah. you know, fucking Dave McWilliams shows up. He the president. The he shows up. But you know what, Molly? Honestly, when I look at it now, it was so sad because he was embarrassed he felt degraded. Good. He felt bad. And you could tell him, like, his hands in his pocket, head down. And now, we hadn't seen him. Nobody had seen anybody in 19 years. But there was pain there because he fucked up and he knows he did. Well, I mean, to steal everyone's candy bar money, yeah. like, you would never see me again. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, gone. where's that car, McWilliams? Where's the car? So I'm surprised you're from, like, what, the Pittsburgh area? Pittsburgh, And you didn't have one repo man in your class? Like, there Not that I be, know I of. I feel like that, see, I mean, I'm not from Pittsburgh, but it seems like that should be a tradition. Like, at least yeah. one repo man per class. Yeah, you would think, and that possibly we could have hard. elected one, but it probably would have been a football player, and we would have gotten screwed True anyway. True as hell. And by the way, I would like to point out... That this movie was made post-Trump election. And so yeah. there are a couple, there's a couple shouts in this. And I think that the Feminism Club one at the beginning was kind of thrown in because they were trying to 
tee up what it's like to be a woman in high school now. Yeah. You join the feminism club. At my high school, if you joined something called the feminism club, it would probably be like called like the bitch club. Yeah, we didn't have that. <laughs> there like nothing that. like no. that. But I like that, you know, I will say before we get back into the Rachels, I was in a meeting once um, and I'm just noticing how fired up we both are with high school. Like I've, I've called a woman a slut already. Like I've already <laughs> gone, I've regressed so much in the, in these 15 That's minutes. That's high school. That's high school. So I'm in a meeting once and I tell this guy, yeah, I want to do it. I, this movie takes place in high school. He's like, says, you know, I do the whole pitch and he goes, um, I'm thinking we need to do something like a little bit more of like a bigger life moment than high school. And I'm like looking at him and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You like five foot four man in your Hollywood office. Like you're telling me that not everything you do in life is because you were traumatized you in high, high school. school? Absolutely. <laughs> I know factually that high school is a big event and like I'm looking at you and you're looking at me and like I was fat. Like, you know, like we're all working through our shit. We all are. High school was traumatic. So anyway, it's arrested development. And so many, so many of us are stuck in some really bad shit that goes down at 15, 16 and 17. That yeah. we, don't, we don't work through at the time. Yeah. We push it down and then we go through our lives. And then sooner or later, you end up in therapy oh, talking about up. this shit that you should have uh, worked through at the time, but you, you couldn't do it. I will light up. So they're in, um, we see the Santa Monica Pier establishing shot. Uh, they cut to some fancy high rise building. That's blonde Rachel's building. Uh, blonde Rachel's in the bathroom looking at herself in the mirror and she says to herself, you are photogenic. Then a caption comes up on the screen that reads chapter one, Rachel Nelson. That's right. And I realize what device they are using in this movie, which is a narration change, which is what uh, essentially that's my favorite thing ever. Oh, like really? I love it when they change. Like I love a fic- a fiction book where I just read this book, the good girl yeah. where every chapter is a different narrator. And I'm like, I loved it. And the narrator doesn't really change, but you follow people's stories differently. In sure, this movie. sure. So I was like, so excited. because I was like, Oh, we're getting real life. So the first story was Rachel Nelson. So Rachel and Rachel are running track. Rachel Nelson peels out in front of uh, Rachel Richardson. Uh, she realizes she can pick up pace. She can qualify for state. Right. So Rachel Richards, she's not doing well. She's like, Rachel, she's like, it's so pathetic. I know. It's like, it's really. It's she like, goes. Why are you running so fast? <laughs> it's like because we're on track, bitch. Like, duh. <laughs> like, it really. Have you seen the Lady Gaga documentary? No, I haven't. There's this like girl that's like standing outside of Gaga's hotel, and she's like, "Mom, mom," and it was like the. Whole time, I was like, "That's the saddest thing." <laughs> like for days after, I was scarred. Uh, so that's what I was thinking of the whole time. So uh, Richard tells Nelson that she must have had fun doing that, um, winning against her with an audience. Um, and then Richard's like, "Well, I can't hang with you tonight." And then Nelson's like, "Well, what am I going to do about my ride home?" And she's like, "Should I take the bus?" So Rachel Richardson walks away. So then Nelson's at the bus stop. Who comes up? Tom. Tom. Um, and he's like, so why aren't you getting a ride? Which I'm thinking like, you just met her. Like, why don't, why are you acting like, you know, her going home schedule? Like at that point, I mean, my, <laughs> wow, you are ahead of the game. My, You're thinking my far. Gone up. So, uh, <laughs> right. And he's like, you're one of the Rachels though. She's like, we are the Rachels, but not all the time. Yeah. So, she says I'm my own person. Yeah. Which by the way, I didn't know that yet. Right. I mean, maybe her saying in the mirror, you are photogenic was a sign that there's some life in there, but I didn't really see it. 
I just wrote this dude is so smooth because he asked her up for Friday like literally like he's a 27 year old man like with the confidence of like yeah. a much older man so then Richard sends watching all of this from her car behind her sunglasses that make her look evil like that you're just like oh that's that's some evil lady sunglasses so she's like get in loser we're going shopping it's very like mean girl scene so she's blasting music tells her to get in she's like i'm not gonna make you ride the bus like some loser so tom tom guess what you're a loser that's what she's implying you see roxy (laughs) from the yearbook come up her glasses are on her head and she looks beautiful um tom says hi to her let's play this scene because it's great uh 1418 to 1638 hey what's that nothing hey uh Look, I want to apologize for earlier. Bulping in the yearbook room, the Rachels, you getting blamed for my photo cap. Oh, um, don't worry about that at all. I actually had the same idea last year, but the Rachels got in the way, like they tend to. Ah. So So it's personal. Sort of. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just the, um, I don't mean to pry, I'm just the curious new kid, but the Rachels seem pretty harmless to me. The Rachels are a lot of things, but harmless is not one of them. about Rachel Nelson and Tom Danvers? No. Mm. This weekend. No, what about them? Well, they went to the game together on Friday night and then Jason saw them together on Saturday night at the movies. Didn't you see the pictures Rachel was posting all weekend? No. I guess I missed it. Yeah, well, new couple alert. Just a couple. Oh, beautiful people's club incoming. So do you think I could maybe take you out on number three? Maybe this week? Maybe. Maybe. Making out on a high school campus. I mean, yeah, I was going to keep playing it, but we get the point. Other Rachel walks up and she is not happy. I think that Roxy wants to die when she sees them together. That's what I wrote in my notes. Um, it, that's rough. That's rough. Like you mean because Roxy sees Tom and she obviously loves him or has I'm a crush just on him. Say like as a nerd when like a, and I was a nerd when a hot guy walks into your world and and he doesn't know he's hot. It's like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, because you're like, oh my god, you're like a hot nerd. Like, what are the odds of this? And then when they figure out they're hot, like two weeks later. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, I knew this wasn't going to last. Like, some horned up junior figured out you're hot, and now you're gone. Yeah. And I think Roxy thought she had a chance with Tom from Yearbook. It's depressing. But Roxy is hot herself. She's just not playing hot She's at this moment. She's not popular. She's not yeah. popular at this moment, so, but she is hot, too. Yeah, no, 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 no. She definitely... No, in the world, she's hot. Like, she's going to go to college and just kill it. I did great in college, 
but I wasn't. Yeah, Look it, at the difference between the backpacks. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, just, some of the kids have shitty, you know, JanSport backpacks, and some kids have the the fancy metallic JanSport Jan backpacks. backpacks. Either way, though, JanSport was and is the way to go. Well, they've been in the backpack business for so long. I mean, who? Does you, it's it a trusted than name. Yeah, it's it a is. trusted name. Um, <laughs> so. Um, we see Rachel at home looking at the pictures of Rachel. Or we see Roxy at home looking at the pictures of Rachel, Nelson, and Tom. Um, she's low-key goth in this scene. Like, this is where she slowly starts her transition to goth. She's wearing a dark purple lip. Right. And she's, like, crying looking at the Instagram. Yeah. Which, by the way, if I had social in high school, Oh, my God. It. Forget it. If I had had the ability to take selfies. Oh, yeah. If I had the ability to send, you know, if there was a dick pic thing going on at that time, I would be, I would have been even more messed up than I was. Did you post a puber me? No, I didn't, but I have one ready to go, but there's been so much, um, terrible things going on in the, right. in the I can't even get my head around being funny about that right now. I, I have like one picture that could qualify for puber me. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. There aren't a lot of malls pics that generate from that time because I don't think any, I don't think my mom and everyone in my life was like, Oh, she's going to be better off without pictures from this time of her life. <laughs> she doesn't, we don't need to burn the film on this one. Um, but yeah, like it's, rough and like it is it's very endearing like to see i like this whole puberty trend that's going on right now with celebrities posting pictures of themselves for charity like i don't know how it helps charity well because people <laughs> you you have a cause and you say you know if you like my puberty picture then you should head over to um you know save the penguins and then people can oh. go over and donate on behalf of your awkward puberty picture because it's for hurricane relief right and i just was like oh i don't i'm like is for every retweet is like nick kroll and stephen colbert whoever started it like are they giving a i don't think it has anything to do with oh, i mean they started it i mean yeah. stephen colbert started it but i think it's your own cause your own charity that you want to donate to but it's also about people that are in very awkward stages like 13 14 15 this m movie that we're watching now the rachels these kids are 16 17 27 going on 38 <laughs> I mean, like, and they're all so beautiful yeah. they're way past the puber me stage yeah there was no puber me at this high no, school these people are beautiful Man, okay, so... Oh, um, lifetime. Oh, lifetime. Yeah. You do it to me every time. But sometimes they will cast, like, a truly nerdy, truly nerdy boy. If and it's I about really, a troll in high school. No, that is true. <laughs> that is true. I mean, that's the plot. Yeah. There's not... They don't do Degrassi casting on there, where it's like, oh, you're the popular girl? Okay, interesting choice. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> like, Degrassi always did a good job of choosing teenagers. Where I'm like, wow, that really is realistic. Like, you really did go there. Um, <laughs> so we find out in the announcements that the sweetheart court voting is about to happen. Um, oh, the sweetheart voting is now closed, but what the tickets are available. Lamo name, by the way, the sweetheart dance. I mean, I think it's they, either homecoming or prom. What is sweetheart dance? I'm going to throw out this. I thought about this a lot, and I think it's because this was filmed in California where there are no seasons. And with homecoming, you like to see leaves on the ground. And with prom, you like that. I'm about to graduate feeling. Interesting. And so if you do sweetheart dance, you know, that could be Valentine's Day. Yeah. That could just be the spring fling. That could be Or it could be the fall intro dance. Right. It could be exactly. anything. It could yeah, be literally anything. That's very anything. true. Yeah. I mean, this is just how I... They don't want to timestamp these movies, you know, because this is for all time. Absolutely. Everybody, for everybody, for all time. 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, I want to get it, tell you really quick while we're talking about this movie being filmed here in beautiful California. Um, the only trivia for this movie on IMDb is, and it's, it's, I'll tell you exactly how I imagined it came up because I've already thought about how this got brought up and why it got brought up. All right, hold on. This is the only thing that came up. Okay. Filmed in Encino, California during a July heat wave. Temperatures in the track and field football scenes reach the triple digits. That's it. So this is how it happened. So they're doing press for this movie. And they're like, tell us something, you know, like, were there anything? Was there anything on set? Like, we heard you filmed this in Encino. Yeah. And it was so hot. Oh, my God. Some of those track days, like when we were filming one day, it was like 105 and wearing hair and makeup. That is exactly how every actor tells. That's their only story. And then they say, "Okay, that's a wrap. We got a story. Yeah, let's run it. Or they'll be like the craziest thing is that Caitlin, like whatever the actress's name in, is she plays a bitch in the movie, but she is the nicest sweetest girl in the world. Girl. Oh like, my god! I actually felt guilty during some of the scenes, like saying the lines, because I mean, I just couldn't look at her and say those because she's, <laughs> she's so just, sweet. Because she's so sweet. She's so sweet. I mean, can we? Stop putting actors on talk shows. That's my that's my plea. I don't like them anymore when they come off. Just put some scientist on. Put some Wait, because you don't want to hear the bullshit anymore about I loved working with them. I loved working with them. That's but what I could never, they possibly I've say otherwise, Molly? Natalie Portman on Conan O'Brien and been like, you know who I like more? Natalie Portman. And you know what I'm going to go see? Black Swan. I'm either going to see it or I'm not going to see it. It's I not see. like their charming performance is going to make me want to buy their book or make me want to do their anything. Well, but that's you and you're in a bubble. Oh, fine. I think <laughs> I think a lot of people do fall for that. Exactly fall no, for that. No, you're right. I want to see like Peg from the Hallmark store in Nebraska talking on Conan O'Brien. I'm like, You'll believe Peg. her. I get it. You'll believe her. Yeah. You know, I get it. But you're coming from the angle of Hollywood because you know that angle. Were there any pranks on set? <laughs> so stupid. Um, so <laughs> no, there was no pranks because she's so sweet. I know she's, she's so so sweet. sweet. She was so sweet. I actually felt bad pulling the prank. She had no idea. Um, so, um, so we find so Rachel Richards is making Rachel Nelson read the announcements alone. She just is like not reading her parts, and then they go to the bathroom later. Every after every announcement day, they go to the bathroom to regroup. And Richardson's like, wow, you did it, didn't you? And she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, you did it without me, Rachel. And she's like, I had to say something when there was basically dead air. She's like, I just wanted to see if you'd do it without me. So there's already the, like, we're seeing some manipulation with Rachel. Right. Well, no, wait, did you tell the audience about, because they had always done the morning announcements together. Yeah. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden one day they're not doing it together. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's the impetus of this. It. I said, like, they do the announcements and Rachel Richards is not talking. Like, right. She just, right. anytime, and poor Rachel Nelson, I think we've all been there. Let's say you're doing story worthy and someone just shits the bed and goes dead silent like you have yeah, you to gotta fill it up the, man you pick, pick out your I game felt for her i felt bad for nelson so then um nelson tells her that just because her and tom are getting closer doesn't mean that things have changed they're still the rachels and that will never change well it's gonna change it's gonna change in a heartbeat literally so now this not- is when no because i don't i'm not a writer like you are molly is this now are we this is act two right now yeah right we're, we're here yeah I so think act I- one was this bathroom scene now we're into act two is that true 
I would say, yeah, I would say that this is the change. It's okay. when Tom, it's when, it's when the, t- it's, I think might've been the kissing with Tom scene. Yeah. And the thing that also gives away the lifetime act breaks is the commercials. Well, that's so true. <laughs> and also because they always pull in and out of a long shot of the pier or yeah. Malibu or PCH. Yeah. And, and I, and I'm assuming that that's all stock footage. I don't, I don't mind they, that. Don't that doesn't bother me for this one. No, 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 no. It doesn't bother me though. No, it doesn't bother me at because all. Because it pe- keeps you in the place and like, oh, that's right. They're in this really beautiful You place. should see what they give us sometimes. I mean, this is a lot more than we get a lot of the time. So mm. this is very generous of Lifetime. So they're announcing the Sweetheart Court. Guess what? Rachel Nelson is nominated. Richards was not. Uh, <sighs> I was floored. Really? Well, because I thought... Well, I mean, I knew I got a, I got a hint of it when they were running track together. Right. And Rachel Richards was like, why are you running so fast? She's right. like, because I want to make my best time, man. Yeah. So I could tell she was the underdog. And I knew Rachel Richards was more of a bitch. And but I was still surprised. sweetheart, I mean, Nelson is the sweetheart. Yeah, she Richards the, is not the sweetheart. She was the most, she's in the feminist club for the right reasons. Right, because she, she has followers. She believes in women's rights. No, but Richards thought, oh, Richards because I have followers, that's what makes me important. She's a bitch. So I'm not rooting for her. So Richardson literally looks like she's about to snap. I think this actress does a great job of like just the nuances in her performance are great. So Nelson goes looking for Richards in the bathroom. She runs into Roxy and then she says she's she thinks she's alone in the bathroom with Roxy. She's like, look, I'm looking for my Rachel. Let's just play this scene. Rachel, Rachel. Sorry, I, I was just looking for Rachel. Um, the other Rachel, though, not you. Even though I guess no one really calls you Rachel anymore. There's no room at Hills High for three Rachels, right? I can't believe she ever said that to you. I can't believe I stood there and let her say that to you. I know it doesn't mean much, but I'm really sorry. I was just in the pod for sweetheart noms. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, I voted for you. Yeah? Uh, you know, I, I meant to talk to you earlier. Um, do you want to come to the sweetheart celebration? Um, sure. Yeah? Cool, awesome. It, it's at my place Friday night. What about Rachel? What about her? Well, won't she be mad that I'm there? (laughs) You know, I'm just, I'm so sick of everyone thinking we're like this package deal. I'm my own person. I have my own life. I can do things without her. Okay, just be careful, Rachel, with Tom and Sweetheart and everything. What do you mean? She's not your friend, Rachel. Um, I'll see you in class.
Rachel's. Hey, Rachel's. Hey, blow me a kiss. I love your hair, Rachel. So excited about the news. Oh, thank you. I'll see you yeah. in Sacramento. Yes, for sure. I'm sorry, why would you be caught dead in Sacramento? Track. Next month. Uh-huh. Uh, state championships. I, I qualified. When the hell did all this happen? Did I not tell you? Yeah, um, you definitely never mentioned it to me. Uh, Coach Lyons told me after practice, like right after you left. Mm-hmm. Mm, she's pissed, man, because uh-huh. you cannot compete. Here's the irony here. Talk about, okay, Rachel Richards is thinking, you know, you're going to fucking compete with me in track. Yeah. And then Rachel Nelson's like, that's the whole deal with track is to compete. Yeah. And damn straight. I'm going up to Sacramento to, this to, to States or whatever. Sport, you know? No, this, this was is soccer. individual. Yeah. I was a swimmer. I'm going to tell you, that's what I liked about swimming was the individuality. Okay. I've yep. got no one to rely on except me. Make it happen or yeah. don't make it happen. Absolutely. And Rachel Richards did not put her heart into this competition. Not at all. Speaking of swimming, I did some cupping in New York, ill-advised cupping. It was a $10 add on to my massage and I was in incredible pain for two days after and I acted wildly psychotic what like, does it mean cupping oh you don't know no so like like all the swimmers in the Olympics like how they have those purple round bruises on them okay like, wait tell me more wait I have I have heard of this it's a suction thing of this yes it's but a tell suction me. thing so like you I've done it before in LA which is why I felt comfortable doing it I was like oh cupping do it all the time um, but like I had a really bad, my back was really screwed up and I went to Canal Street cause it was like a block over from my hotel in New York. Yeah. And I got a massage, just Chinatown, just so you guys know. So there's lots of like massage places, super cheap, lots of options. I looked up the best one in the area and I walked to it. The guy did a fantastic job with my massage. He said, you're really jacked. Do you need cupping? And I was like, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do that. He's like extra 10 bucks. Now, you're probably supposed to leave them on someone, especially with, like, Irish skin like mine, maybe maybe 10 minutes. There were some that were cooking for, like, closer to 15. And what is the process? So they light it on a fire so it creates a suction within okay. the glass. Okay, wait. What are they lighting on fire? Uh, it's a little glass cup. Like, okay. it's like a little, like, egg. Remember, I imagine, like, one of those egg dishes from the 70s. So it's a shot, shot glass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's super, like, it's like a little round ball. And so they put some fire inside of it so it creates a whatever that's called. With a place. lighter? What are you saying? They make the they make the, the glass hot. I don't know. There's No, it's not about heat. It's about, like, when you put, Sammy, do you know when you put heat, when you put fire in something and it creates a suction? Yeah, I saw Backdraft. Yeah. Oh, right. I Backdraft. Great movie. Yeah. So it's like Backdraft and they do it in a tiny little cup and then they put it on your body. And it's, I'm not kidding. What's the goal? So it's, so it's, it's sucking so hard. It's pulling out, um, toxins and, and t- tough muscle. So if you have a buildup of lactic and uric acid, which is what knots are in your back, they, it breaks it up and makes it really like it tenderizes more it, pliable. Tenderizes I don't need some sucking. Yes, and they but you don't need it on Canal Street for ten dollars. You, be, you don't, you don't even know what I need, Molly. <laughs> I'll send you a guy. Um, but <laughs> this was wild, and I've done it so many times that I didn't think I was going to get sick. When I tell you that it was the most important thing for me setting boundaries in New York, I couldn't tell you because I couldn't get out of bed. I had to go to bed early for one night. 
And then the next day I needed to lay in bed and I couldn't get up and do the things I wanted to do. I was super sensitive to alcohol. So I remember that night that I had been in bed all day, I went and recorded four podcasts that night. Oh my God. And then I just went, it was like 1030. I had two glasses of wine and I was like, mom is going to bed. Yeah. And I put myself to bed and normally when I'm in New York, everyone makes fun of me because I'm like, okay, like good to see you friend of 10 years. Now I have to go visit my friend's cousin in Brooklyn. Like I literally get so spread out and I'm just running, running, running around the whole time. It really forced me to create some boundaries, but I got wildly ill. So uh, boundaries in order to say no. Yeah. That's Cause I don't know okay. how to say no. Right. I don't, I'll just be like, oh, like at my expense. Okay. Like yeah. if that's just, what you want, if that's what you need. No, but it's really not. No, I know I'm like, saying, but oh, you said that oh, to other people oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you need me yeah. to come uptown at, you know, 1030 at night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. If that's I what you need. Miserable. I yeah. And from, you do make yourself sick. Yeah. Then you need to be cupped. So I'm glad Wait, that is I it, made what's the word again? Cupping that you need to be cupped. Like, see you. Yeah. Cupped. Yeah. They see you pee. So did it make bruises on your body? Oh, yes. And there was a couple. So I went to dinner with my friend who's a nurse the next night. And she looked at me and she goes, oh, he did leave them on too Oh, long. my God. Yeah. And so I'll show, you, I'll show you when we're done. But like it, there, was a, there was a couple of them that they're not that dark now. But it's like very obvious. You got to post these, man. I did. I posted it on Instagram story. Okay. I should have downloaded it and kept it because they were the, – I don't even, I can't even compare a color. It was a deep purple. It was a deep, deep purple. So, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Richardson's talking about her followers in the bathroom. Speaking of Instagram stories, Richardson's talking about her followers in the bathroom. She's like, my outfit selfie, selfie got 500 likes. It's a lot of likes. I don't get 500 likes on an outfit selfie. No one cares about my outfits. And Nelson says, oh, I don't know how many followers I have. Cause Richardson's like, so how many followers do you have? She says the most likes she's ever gotten was 50. That's that's nice. That's for, a lot of likes. Looks like you're an unknown high school student somewhere sure. in America. That's a lot of likes. So um, Richardson's like, well, you don't really brand yourself well, so it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Did you post anything about states? And she's like, no. She's like, yeah, that's good. No one cares about track. I was thinking we should quit. They're not going to use those photos in your book anyway. Um, and Nelson's like, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about states. And then she goes, I'm so-, she goes, stop apologizing. It's weak. Which. This is a mixture of good and bad advice. Branding, great advice. If you need that in high school. It's just good advice for the world. Uh, you got to market yourself. That's good advice. I mean, we don't know what Nelson wants for her career, but I'm sure for her college applications, some branding is yeah, going to be necessary. Yeah, at least just to keep it clean. Yeah. In other words, you got to put something out of yourself because if you don't put anything out, it says more about you than if you did. Right, exactly. And even just like, you know, know your brand, know who you are in this world in life. Brand could be a metaphor for know thyself in general. Right, know? even if it's a confused teenager, at least you know that yeah totally uh and then stop apologizing it's weak is also great advice um because women apologize too much yeah i guess we do i know but she's supposed to be your friend <laughs> i think she could have said you know i totally hear what you're saying i understand what you're saying right she could and she could have said don't be so hard on yourself yeah you know it's you know things like happen Amanda knox told me um i'm just <laughs> It's too long of a story. I won't tell. No, no, no. I know that you, you know met Amanda Knox and you know how much I appreciate and I respect that story. Like Amanda Knox said to me. Yeah. Don't be well, so she knows. on yourself. And if Jodi Arias and I ever talk, then she'll probably tell me that. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh, my God. Arias. Uh, she'll just root you on. Um, but 
Richardson telling her to quit, crack, tack, uh, quit the track team is not good advice. It's good for cardiovascular health. It's good for her resumes. And she enjoys it. But she's just jealous. Yeah. She's jealous and not a good runner. Um, so Roxy and Tom are working together on the yearbook. Roxy's been assigned the sweetheart dance for photo- photography or whatever. Um, Richardson comes into the yearbook room and she is like... She puts the moves on. Did well, she's got on. This is seeing? this is the shot with the thigh high boots, yeah. right? And she's got on a hat, like a floppy hat, like also a, all inappropriate. Everything black and everything. Oh no, sh- no, no, no! This isn't that one yet. Oh, this isn't that one yet. Okay, wait. This is the one where she says to him, "No, because no one's dead yet." Because when she wears the all black, but she wears thigh highs in a lot of scenes. She is wearing a, squ- a short little mini skirt and the black t shirt that actually says "Jet Black" on it. Yeah. <laughs> and, in uh, French as well. Um, and she says, we got off on the wrong foot. We should celebrate that we're going to be friends now, which is a weird thing to say. Uh, she's like, so what are you doing on Friday? He's like, I've got plans with Rachel. Um, and she's like, well, I thought maybe you'd want to skip those plans to hang out with me. So Rachel is really not Rachel's friend. This is the competition. Yeah, it's on. That's, that's sick. Have you ever had anyone do that to you? Steal your man? Um, Yeah. Absolutely, I did. My first husband got uh, another girl pregnant. Oh, that's not While good. we were married. Oh, no. I know. I'm flexible, but not that flexible. No, 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 no. And I knew that girl. Yeah, I knew oh, that girl. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, are they still together? No. And you know the beauty of it is, <sighs> okay, they, we, we divorced. They had a baby. They had the first baby because she was pregnant. Yeah. They, they had the baby. They got married, had a baby, then had a second child. And then they started selling Amway. And they sold Amway together for like seven or eight years. So no matter what, after that, I win. That's insurance, right? I win. Like, oh yeah, no, you, well, first of all, you win because you don't have to be with that guy right. anymore. And then, okay. Well, this, Amway sw- is like the herbal life of insurance. Yeah, no, Amway is like just buy a bunch of products because you're going to use toilet paper anyway, Molly. So you may oh. as well buy your own toilet oh, paper from no, no, yourself. No, 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 no. You're, you are going to use that cleaner. Oh, so you may no. as well buy your own cleaner. Oh, oh hell so, no. So this is Amway and it's a pyramid scheme that's been going on for probably 50 years. But here's the beauty of the whole thing about my ex-husband. Okay. And by the way, the girl he left her for. He left me for. Okay, I was 12 years younger than him. Yeah. And the girl he left me for was 15 years younger. So they can always go younger. That's yeah. for sure. But they were married, I guess, for like 10 years or so. And then, I shit you not, I kid you not. I, how, why would I ever lie to you, Molly McAleer? No, I really don't think you would lie. She <laughs> leaves him because she's pregnant <laughs> She's pregnant with twins oh. with another guy. So she's and I was got, like, too like, fucking Shay. She's like a teen mom. She's Can you like, believe she that? Lives, she lives the life of a teen mom. Yep. So now she's got mom. the four, I guess. Oof. I know. So it's so have- gross. I, I, I'm so friends with my ex's nieces and nephews and yeah. his sister. Yeah. You know, like those Which people. Means you're a good person. Well, and those people didn't abandon me. Those people didn't fuck me over. He did. Yeah. And I, I invested in is those people. Is this your people. daughter's father? No, no, no. This is when I was 25. My first marriage was when I was 25. Nice. And when I was 26 is when he got the other girl pregnant. So we were only married a year and a half. Quickie. I like that. It was a quickie. But seriously, I'm not kidding. We're talking 25 years later. Yeah. 
And I'm still friends with his sister, his niece, his nephew, and his brother-in-law. Oh, I will tell you this. We're like this in my family, too. Like, we are with the men, with my mom's brothers. We're like, for shame, get the fuck out of here. We like your your wife better. Like, you screwed her over. You're done. Yeah. You like her. She comes to Christmas. You can go, you know. That's right, man. Do whatever you That's want. Right. Jerk off in our You stay with the love. Other. Stay with the people yeah. that love. You don't go to the, the hate. The hate. You know, and we're also supporter of women in our family, which ultimately, I didn't always know that we were. It was tough. We were Irish, so like my the boys were always spoiled the women not so much i think that it has taken me a lifetime to learn that we ultimately are a family of supporters of women we Mm, really are we always choose the woman beautiful it's nice so um let's speed it up a little bit um basically like oh so rachel and roxy are left alone this is a bullying scene she says to roxy like are you gonna leave now because tom left does he even know your name? Uh, and Roxy's like, he turned you down. And Richardson's, or Richard's like, what? And he's like, she's like, he turned you down. And Richard's like, you know, don't think for one second that you matter, Roxy. You're nothing. You're no one. You're just invisible. That is like so cruel. Yeah. So mean. Yeah. To purposefully want to isolate somebody to make them feel bad like that. I mean, that's teenagers, I guess. People so were just... not that that mean to me. People were mean to me, but like you're invisible. Like that's like nuanced. This is kicking it up to a lifetime experience. Right. This is when lifetime brings it to the table. Right. They speak. They. This is more like a. This is the way that like adults on Wall Street speak to each other in my yeah. life. Well, everybody in, in this film looks like they're thirty five. That's so. true. There's that. So the Rachels are painting their nails outside. Um, well, sure. We see that Rachel Nelson is painting her nails the pink that we will later see a dead foot wearing. So that was God damn. See, Molly, this is what separates you watching the <laughs> film three times with me watching it once. This is a that's a fantastic detail. She's also painting her nails on the table that she's later going to fall off of and die. You know, there is something about consistency in a film and making sure. And who does that? The screen. Uh, who does that? The who who keeps the, the, the film consistent? Like somebody watches for inconsistencies. What's the name oh, of that person? I, uh, oh, Script um, supervisor? Oh, geez, oh, oh my God. Uh, uh, continuity. Continuity person. Yeah. That continuity person was on their game in the Rachels. Yeah. And I mean, also, I think that's writing, too. Like, that's 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 like classic Save the Cat. Like, it's in the first scene. Do you know what I what's, mean? What's Save the Cat? Save the Cat's like that famous screenwriting book that, like, I can't read because I'm dyslexic. So, like, whenever I, like, go, I'm like, I this isn't, I'm, I still don't know how to write a movie. Like, I, like, read it and I'm like, this means nothing to me. I know what happens in the first, whatever happens in the first scene is how it's going to end. Like, I know that. But, like, that's the go-to book that every, like, night... It's called Save the Cat? Because, like, you're the... Fabulous. Yeah. Good one. You know, I guess it's a metaphor for, like, you save the the cat or whatever. I don't know. Fucking know. Anyway, look. Hollywood's crazy. Uh, So, Richardson's reading a tabloid. And she says, some days my face is going to be all over this magazine. And Nelson's like, do you want to be like them? Richardson's like, yeah. So, they have this, like, debate about power, fame, famous fleeting... You know, if I, you know, if I had it, I wouldn't let it go. If I had what they had, I'd never let it go. Um, so it's, we established that she has like a Jodi Arias type personality. Totally. This is, that's exactly right. I was just so, going to say she so needs acknowledgement. When you texted me, I didn't understand. I was like, maybe she just thinks because it's a Lifetime movie that it's a Jodi Arias kind oh, of thing. Oh, no, 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 no. This is about her. Yeah. This is about her. Like this is Rachel Richards needs acknowledgement. There's 
absolutely 100% sure her father was not in her life. Now, we, they don't uh, go into this, but you know he wasn't. No yeah, way. that's true. And like, and I say, and you say that confidently as a single mom, and I say that confidently as, as a child, as a single mom as well. I have a single mom. I'm not a single. I'm a single mom to wags. Wags. Do you want to be famous? But, you know, we can say this with confidence. We know. Guys at home. So I'm teeing at some audio 3135-3418. Good evening. Tonight I'm standing outside Co-Vista Towers, an exclusive complex in Los Angeles coastal area. But wealth and privilege cannot disguise the fact that tonight this is the scene of a tragedy. Rachel Nelson, a junior at Hills High School, has fallen to her death from the roof of this glamorous complex. Nelson, a popular student, was a Star Trek runner and had just been named to her high school sweetheart court. Moments ago, I was able to speak to two of Rachel's closest friends to hear more about what happened here tonight. It was nothing crazy. It was just a bunch of friends together. Sweetheart nominations just came out, and Rachel, she, she just wanted to celebrate. Rachel was going to be queen. Thank you both for talking to me. I know this must be incredibly hard. Rachel Nelson's best friend, Rachel Richards, was also present at this party. The two girls were known on campus as social media starlets, collectively known as the Rachels. Richards was taken into police custody for questioning. However, a police spokesperson has denied that Richards is a suspect at this time. Nelson's death now officially ruled accidental. The students here at Hills High School will be returning to class today following last Friday's tragic event. Due to the overwhelming... They nailed that newscaster, didn't they? She's great. Sam- Except that um, she could be wearing... Sammy. She could be wearing half as much and still be appropriate for L.A. Absolutely. No, because they're... Really- L.A. weather girls are smoking hot. They keep it fast and loose. I'll tell you. Super fast and loose. It's always sunny on the weather in yeah, L.A. Yeah, it's always. really like there's not... There's a lot of substance, I would say. Um... So we've done two news segments, which I'm obsessed with. I do want to say that it's um, they called it 
the, the coastal area of Los Angeles, which nobody doesn't, says that. Well, also, it uh, Santa Monica is not technically LA. That's why we can't have a subway. <laughs> yeah. Well, now the no no, no yeah, the red line goes can. out, but yeah. But it's not. It's Santa Monica is its own county. It's its own thing. So like, let's not let's not. We don't need to lie about what LA is. Wait, Santa Monica is in LA County. No. But it's its own city. Like, Burbank is also in L.A. County, but oh. it's its own city. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Burbank it's is Glendale's L.A. County. Yes. But it's, yes. We're all L.A. County. Long Beach is L.A. County. Okay. And then we had Ventura no. County. Ventura County to our north and Orange County to our south. So why do they call it 30 Mile Zone? Because that's way more than 30 miles. No, it isn't. Long Beach is about 26 miles away. I'm sorry. Look what? it up. Look it up. I've lived here for 11 years. Sammy, what do you say? Never fucking did the math. Sammy, do you know this weather girl's named after you? Oh, good. Do you feel good about that? <laughs> I mean, I, I've typed Sammy the way that S-A-M-E, I typed it that way in my notes, just so you know. Well, there's one like that, and then there's one like my sister, S-A-M-M-Y. Molly, um, your dog is digging into the couch. For is bones. That? Okay. Yeah, he's digging for bones. Are they in there? Or? Um... No, it's just like what dogs do. They dig for bones. But in, in the sofa. Yeah. I do mean, you hide them there as a trick or? No, it's just like all dogs. I mean, it's like he thinks, he thinks, I don't know. Like it's, it's a primal instinct. Like, Put that dog on the mic. <laughs> it's going to town, man. How old is that animal? 11. He is cute. Yeah. Oh, no, he's my best friend. We just got back from New York. He was a big New York puppy. So do you take him as like an assist animal, as it were? Oh, yeah, I have papers that say I'm insane. I can take him out. It's like a whole thing. How do you get those papers? um, I just wrote a letter to my doctor that said I'm tired of paying for $125 every time I want to take my dog on a plane. Can I have some... I'm I'm mentally ill. And then he said to me... (laughs) He said... Dogs are people, too. And he goes, of course you can. Oh, that's very kind. Yeah. But I think that he probably, as a professional, from his standpoint, you could use an assist animal. And also, it does I mean, I'm heavily medicated. I mean, like, yeah. if they were to go through my bag, they'd be like, okay, there's two antidepressants and a benzo in here. Yeah, she probably needs a dog. <laughs> <laughs> this girl is justified. Yeah, she's doing, I mean, she's doing the best she can. And actually, it's crazy because one of my sleepy time drugs, I, the way that it interacts with my antidepressants, Antidepressants. It's not an antipsychotic, but technically it's classified as an antipsychotic. Wow. So when I looked it up, I called my therapist and I was like, are you low key? Like not telling me my diagnosis? Like, do you think I can't handle my schizophrenic? Or do you think I can't handle What's my the di- medication? It's Seroquel. I see. I'm not familiar. And I was like, do you think I can't handle my diagnosis? I said, because I know that they do that sometimes. And, and he I, said what? And he said, no, Molly. He's like, it's the perfect sleep drug for your thing. And okay. I said, because I said, if I was bipolar, I actually would love to hear that. Like, I would I, like. But they don't, I, they don't, they don't say you're that, do they? No. I don't think so I've been at all. Be- I go in and I beg. I'm like, please, borderline, give me a reason to be like this. Like, if I had a reason, that'd be fantastic. I don't care what it is. You can tell me I hear voices. You can tell me that I have mood disorders, whatever it is. Just tell me because then I can walk around with a label and be like, you guys, I'm trying my best. I just have borderline, you know, like 
And that would be true. I am trying my best. Yeah. I just don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with you, Molly Mathur. Thanks. That's what they keep saying. I don't. That's what they keep saying. I think you're bright and you're interesting and you're smart and you're funny and you have a great love of Lifetime movies. I do. You're like, let me leave. No, I don't want to leave. I'm going to be here all night. Keep it coming, man. Guess More what? Rachel's. You will be. Uh, no, we're, we're more than halfway done. So, um... Tom sees Tom and what's her face? Uh, Rachel. Roxy, oh, Roxy. See that Rachel's walking up looking like the Black Widow. She's wearing a- Rachel Richards. Yeah, she this is like, when she's in mourning, but hot mourning. She looks like Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice when she's wearing the big round hat and the veil, minus the veil, and everything is super slutty. Right. They call it grief chic. Oh, my God. Do you know I loved grief chic so much? Yeah. I wish I had been. I had a friend that passed this summer, and I if I knew about Grief Chic, then I would have handled everything a lot differently. Like, I think I would have gone about that entire thing way differently. From now on, I'm prepared to lose people in a new way. Like, I'm ready for Grief Chic. Like... Are you talking mostly black stuff, lace? Yeah. What what other materials would you think are appropriate for well, grief chic? I mean, I just... Thigh-high boots like Rachel Richards? Yeah, I would do a reinvention on the the color of grief. Like, it would be... Because with black, I run into a lot of wagon stuff problems because he shows up on everything. Like, all the fur, you know? Wait, who? Wags. Oh, I see. Wagon stuff is his full name. I see. So, Paul J. Wagon stuff. So, he... I, I can't wear... I can't wear black really because I just look like a, a dog lady. So I have to, or really a cat lady because his hair is so short. People now it's he's licking the couch. Is that he's a normal? Licking the invisible bones he found. I don't know what's so hard to understand about that. Maybe your dog <laughs> needs some bipolar medication. I know. I mean, no, trust me. The dogs, I mean, it's it's sad. It's a good, that, that that's a lucky animal. So. She uh, is so is Rachel wiping her under eyes like Vicks vapor. No, what she's doing is she's dabbing her eyes with a wet paper towel to show that she's been crying because now she needs to text the other Rachel or to send her a message to show her like I, you know, I feel for what's going on and I'm sorry and I'm I'm the one grieving. But Richards is a moron because she lives in LA. Like, go to go get a tear stick. Drive up to that, you know, uh, scene, uh, Hollywood Secrets or whatever it's called. That Cinema make, Secrets. Si- drive up to Cinema Secrets and get a tear stick. Tell me about that. What is a tear stick? So, like, if you can't really act, like, if you're a shitty actress, like, and you need to go on an audition and cry and you need to, like, work up tears in five seconds, you get a tear stick and you dab. It's like a vapor and you dab it on I the inside see. of your eyes. I'm not going to say who told me this, but I will say that I heard that Nick from The Bachelor, before he went on... Before he went on The Bachelor, he bought a tear stick. Because he didn't want to break up with somebody or... No, because he because he had no emotion about breaking up with Fucking 58 man. women. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable. But if you don't cry, then America hates you because they're like, how could you send home the woman, the 12th to last woman you're dating? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So, not, yeah, right. actually, after he slept with everybody and has gone to see everybody's parents and yeah. told everybody, oh, no, I'm the one. I'm going to treat your daughter well. You'll see. You'll see. And then he dumps them. That's the sick part of that show. Isn't yeah. like... You don't do that to four people's parents. And every time they go on that homestay date or yeah. that home family date or whatever, the father, they always bring the camera <laughs> in. The father says, oh, come on in here, have a seat. And then the, then the, then the, then the bachelorette goes in, wash dishes with her mom or whatever. And the bachelor goes in yeah. to talk with the dad, you know, the authority. And now they're sitting in front of a fireplace or in front of a pool table or wherever the dad's yeah. you know, cave, man cave is. And the dad looks at the bachelor like... 
don't fuck with me. This is my daughter. Don't fuck with me. And yeah. what does a bachelor say, Molly? He's, no, I will never hurt your daughter. I would never. I love your daughter so much. I care about her. And then know. the father, this who's is in a fucking process. outer space. <laughs> The father, who's not even in reality, says, okay, I believe you. Yeah. And then his daughter gets fucked over. Well, you know, here's the thing. There's two t- There's two types of dads. There's the pushover that seems like he's dying to get rid of his daughter. The one that's like, no, like you seem like, a- I mean, you seem like a great guy. Like yeah. we ate a lasagna together. All checks out for me. Well, that's kind of a star fucker too. Cause the dad <laughs> that just wants the bachelor in their lives. Exactly. Exactly. Which is sad. Like you want some failed like software salesman in your life. We're like- talking about Heather Richards right now. It's I'm, the same thing. I'm trying looking- to get rid of these losers. Rachel yeah. Richards. We're looking for Rachel. You know, she's doing the same thing. Looking for that fame. Rachel is a real loser. She, she is actually, Rachel is going to graduate high school. If she hadn't gone the way that things will wind up going for her she would have been perfect on the bachelor yeah she would have been a great bachelorette and she would have won the bachelor yeah and for sure like then america would feel bad if they broke up and then she would get to be bachelorette like emily maynard yeah. i think she's a real emily maynard oh, type. i see what you're saying you're saying she would have been a good contestant on the bachelor beating the other 20 yeah Bachel- people okay. would be like you're beautiful and then she would have become the bachelorette yeah in a whole new a whole new yeah she would have gotten like a, a spin-off sign. series yeah. it would have been like oh you know, we followed Rachel as she, you know, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. So um, Rachel does the morning announcements alone. She asks for a moment of silence. And she during that moment of silence, she checks her phone. And then she comes back and says that she hopes that her exclusive interview at Thursday at 7 p.m. helps clear up any <laughs> questions. She plugs her interview. I wrote just here, I'm dead. Like, I am. I was abs. This made me laugh out loud. I yeah. was like, no, she didn't. That is. Well, also, what do you mean they're having a press conference for high school? students and what is that all about i don't know it's like you're not you're not scott peterson like no one's like can we hear the other half of lacy like speak finally yeah they made these kids really famous um so tom and roxy are talking in the cafeteria he says that uh, they offered him an interview as well but he said he could never do something like that um he really cared about her so he tells uh roxy that um he says that she talked about roxy a lot which I don't think is true. No, I don't think that's He's true just, at all. It's the way that when someone died, like, she cared about you a lot. Mm-hmm. You can say that to anyone. I just burped directly into the microphone. That's fine, America. You loved it. Um, so, oh, she goes, he wasn't like Richards. Once you go, once you know all, you know all that's, once you get to know her, it's not all that superficial shit like Instagram or whatever. And I love that they name check Instagram. Because mm. usually they're like, oh, like, She's so popular on Gram Face or like she's so popular like <laughs> on like Instapix or on like Twitbook. something, right. you know, they're always like really fake. I love it. I That is my my passion is fake and inst- is fake Internet names. Yeah. So fake social media. I the one. God, what was the other one? YOLO vlogs dot com was one on oh, um, SVU one. the other day oh, and wow. I died. YOLO vlogs. <laughs> that's a good one. YOLO vlogs. <laughs> Which, by the way, I would like to buy that URL. So instead Ra- of a vine, maybe they could make like, you know, yeah. a sign. YOLO or a, vlogs. Or, or a pine. Yeah. A pine. Uh, are you pining? Yes. Everybody exactly. pines. Yes. I think that's so true. You know what? I need to before this comes out, we need to register those. URLs. <laughs> That's my other question. If I was an SVU writer, like I would be immediately buying every URL that was available. That, that See, I you, you think I had. You know what yeah, you're talking about. Sell Smart, it man. Some sucker like me. So. Rachel shows up to track practice after she's quit okay. the team. Yeah, now, but see, she's already, Rachel Richards is already getting that little hint of, 
Hmm, interesting. People are interested in me because my friend died. How can this benefit me? Me. So now she's a track practice. Roxy, photographer for the yearbook, mm-hmm. is going to take pictures for the yearbook. Yeah. I loved this scene. Yeah, it's great. Do you want to talk about this scene? I mean, of course I do. Do you? I know you do. Well, Rachel's stretching. Yeah. And a totally faking stretching. I mean, she's not really stretching. We know she can't run, so why is she stretching? She's, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Roxy just wants her to stretch naturally, and she'll snap <laughs> some photos. But Rachel's just, like, posing in these fake stretches. And Roxy <laughs> says, Rachel, act normal. You know, just act naturally. And, and Rachel goes, I'm sorry, what do you mean? Yeah. And then Rachel just slams her. Do you have any friends? Yeah. Do you have any at all? The best was, and then she goes, do you? But then she goes, I have the perfect caption for this photo. Rachel Richards limbers up, ready to run for the memory of her very best friend. Because Rachel decides that her segue back into the track team is like, hey, coach, I'd like to come back. And also, I'd like to run on Rachel's place at States as a memorial, as a tribute to her. Yeah, and and it's like, wait a minute. If you don't qualify or you don't make the time, that would be an impossibility. Some kids work years for this. Exactly, but she's getting this whole grief thing this yeah. whole grief what, what would you call it like um you know she she's playing the grief card yeah exactly well i mean it's 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 that's exactly what it is it's like the oh but i'm the most sad but how can i make this death about me you know yeah, what I how mean? can i make it about me it was always about the rachel and rachel and rachel and rachel well now this rachel's gone so i'm gonna i'm gonna run for her it's weird who in the face of death who who uh automatically like signs themselves up to be the star of the death and also who doesn't show up. Right. I will say that that was an interesting lesson. I learned this summer when my friend passed was also like, Oh, like I'm fucking dead ass shocked. Like that. You didn't call my friend Ed or whatever. Like I trust me. I have tabs. I have a list of people who didn't call my best friend. Did your Ed. friend die young? Yes. And so you're just shocked by who didn't, respond is that what you're saying yes exactly I'm like so there sorry. was a, well no it was uh, truth is, is that this girl was much better friends with my best friend i think i related more to her situation as a woman where i just was like this is horrific i'm sorry um, i know you know what my friend suffered a lot and she was very very sad and it was her time to go i think for her and i'm a big believer and if it's not your time and if you're done you're done and i think that everyone has that right in life and but when you're so young I, you know it's just still a loss and, a, and a, there's a grief to that it was terrible and we like, could make I, each other cry right now I no know oh, don't could. cry don't cry we've had i won't we've, but you could and i could and oh yeah no I, and i mean like i'm point is is that it's it's the opposite of a birthday party my sentiment where it's like with a birthday party i get really mad about friends that that don't pay attention to anyone who did come and are more upset about the people that didn't come in a grieving situation i will say i harbor that resentment not about me but like for this for this exact death for example this person was better friends with my best friend ed than they were with me i think i uh, grieved it differently because the person who passed and I were both women. It's so personal. And I just was like, oh, this situation for her was much harder because she was a woman and that's what this town does to people and that's what this town does to special people. And it was really sad and really hard. And um, But I have like a running list. So just out, wow. if you're out there, if you're out there and you didn't call my best friend Ed. Yeah, Molly is taking names. I, I know who you score. are. I know where to find you and I will. Um, 
Or maybe, you know what? I'll never find you. And maybe I'll become like super wealthy and buy a castle. And I'm not going to invite you to my castle because you didn't call Ed. I want to come to your castle. You'll come to my, you will be at my castle. So um, this, we're going to play 42 minutes to 45 minutes even. Great scene with Rachel doing the most, the absolute most. Okay, is this the yearbook staff scene? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, this is good. I'm okay with this. Thank you. Um, is it okay if I talk to Tom really quick? Sure, dear. Okay. Uh, th- Tom? What's up? You didn't call me. After the funeral. I thought you were going to call me. Um, yeah, I didn't really feel much like talking. Can we go for a walk? I'm kind of busy right now. Tom, please. I really need someone to talk to. Please. Yeah, okay. I, um, I was just wondering if you had been working on some sort of memorial for Rachel. You mean for the yearbook? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it would be, it'd be pretty lovely if you dedicated a little section to her. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually a nice idea. Well, I, I have lots of photos of us that I could send you. It really wouldn't be a problem at all. It'd be a nice idea, right? Just a, a section dedicated to the Rachels. With our clubs and morning announcements and track. Have lots of photos and drawings. Actually, I've, I've been working on a poem I could send to you. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm just the editor. Well, yeah, but Miss Selden will listen to you. She always does. Tom. No one's going to say no to us, okay? Plus, um, well, I can't say much right now because it is very early in the process, but there is a bit of interest at a small publishing agency, and I thought it would be nice if if we had something to show them, like a mock-up of some sort. You okay? Um, I, I should get back to work. Hey, Tom. My interview with Sammy Summers is going to be on TV this Thursday at 7. Would you want to come over and watch it with me? Uh, uh, maybe. I, I don't know. Okay. We'll just think about it. Well, you know. Life is for the living. Hashtag the Rachels. So, okay. Lots to unpack here. I do... What did I want to say that... Oh, okay. 
this scene was triggering for me, not for the aforementioned reasons, but because those pants that she's wearing, I used to have pants like that and I left them in an Airbnb and I miss them so much. Do you call them zipper pants? No, I mean, I guess I should have. I think that's like there's a brand that does that look. There's basically like two, zippers. two, two, diag- <laughs> two diag- diagonal zippers yeah. at your hips on either on either hip. Yeah. And they're cut. You know, in a diagonal, so it's kind of very flattering to yeah. a girl's figure. It's super hot. Mine weren't silver like that because I don't like a silver anything. I, it was, was it more, more of a brushed? Bra- it was more of a brushed, like, brass sort of look, Antique which wasn't look, bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It got them at LFM Larchmont. But, you know, we're living in a high-rise era, and I'm a t- girl with no torso. So, like, I have to get – if I can find a low-rise pant in this day and age, yeah. I need to get it. It gives you that elongation. Is yeah. That the word? Well, elong- elong- well elongating? I mean, if not, I, in my, you know, the pants – the it buttons at but right below my tits. You know, a lot of women have that, especially now high waisted pants are back. Yeah. Sometimes I'll sit down and there's only a, a three quarters of an inch between my bra strap and my in my jeans. That doesn't look right on me. It you know, like I look- don't know if it necessarily looks right on anybody, but I will say I like that feeling of kind of being all held in. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Hold it in. I'll give you, know? you that. No, I'll get either. Almost like a maternity garments. pant. Yeah. No, I like that. But it's like the drop waist doesn't work for me. The, the super high rise doesn't work for me. Everyone when American Apparel was going out of sale, we're all jazzed because they were like, oh, perfect. Didn't get my favorite jeans for 12 cents. And I was like, I'll take five red hoodies and call it a day. Like, take that fucking hell demon store away from me because none of those pants fit me. Because American Apparel was for girls 9 to 12. I mean, yeah. it was just... Although I do like a lot of their things. I loved a lot of their things. It really, You really had to be a very specific size. Would you to like to know work. who applied to be an American Apparel model? You did. When she first got me. It was Moss. When and I how first got go? to L.A. Um... I wouldn't say it went bad, but Dove Charney Facebooked me. <laughs> who is that? Is that was I don't know He's that person. The pervert who owns American Apparel. Oh, I, oh I, yeah, I do know that name now. Oh, I could totally see you, American Apparel's girl. I mean, when I was twenty five, I weighed ninety four pounds, and I'm five oh, seven. So that Jesus. all really worked. I was very anorexic, and wow. it was all it was all happening. It was all happening. Like Christine, I will look at pictures of myself from that era and be like. Why were people just stopping you on the street and trying and to trying help to give you. you a sandwich? Like trying to just help me. Like I looked. Did like, you need some soup? I need like exactly like. And by the way, I think can I get probably, you a wafer? That I probably was too tired to eat soup. Oh like, god, that's sad. That's fucking sad. Too man. tired to eat soup. I was so anorexic. It was like. But, you know, I was also 25, so I still had energy. Like, yeah. I had it all, baby. If I could go back and appreciate being young, I would. Yeah. If I could go back, I'd wear a bikini from 14 to 27. <laughs> I would time. never take my bikini off. I swear to God. Every second of the day. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't... I think that I never believed anyone. They were like, when you hit to, like hit like 27, 29, whatever, you're not going to be able to eat pizza for three meals It a changes, day yeah. After it 35, change. it changes. 40, it changes. 50... Just fucking sell it down the river, man, because it all changes. Yeah. It changes. My mom said something so de- I can't reveal it on the podcast. Stage. Is it going to depress me? Tell me. No, like I, she just was talking about her divorce and she goes, I sometimes look back and I think I miss it. She goes, but I was fat and lonely. Oh and like my, my mom gosh. was never fat, but she had put on some weight towards yeah. the end of her divorce. So and she, she was like lonely because my stepdad was always struggling. And I just yeah. was like, I'm sorry. I don't want you to feel that way, mom. Like, you know, my mom's like beautiful and vibrant and like this great person. And like, I also know she's a, she's a, works out every day. She's like on, she does all the things I don't, you know what I mean? So I just felt, I felt bad when she said it. Yeah. She's in her fifties. She's like, 
doing. But it's very honest for her to, you know, to share that with you. And it's nice for you to be compassionate toward that. Well, she's vain. Like she, that's her, that's also her thing too, is that like my mom, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean it in the way that it's true. Mm -hmm. Like she, that was her thing. She really cares about, yeah. Like she cares about that. Like, you know, it takes 45 minutes for her to put her hair in a ponytail. Like, so I, it's (laughs) just like, it's, we're just different in that sense. Like I'm, I just like, you know, I mean, I'm at my house in my pajamas with my hair in a, a bun, but like in real life, like I rarely. My daughter said to me yesterday, she said, mama, when I put my hair in a bun, I feel powerful. <laughs> oh, I said, rock and roll sister. You wear your hair in that bun. That's fucking awesome. I know. She's 10. She's so cute. She she's feels powerful. Yeah, she is powerful. Do you think she's ever going to be a Rachel? I... Don't think so, because we already have discussions about the bitchy little girls in fifth grade, the Rachels that already exist. And I already have my daughter on. I really I mean, of course, I'm probably totally wrong and I'll be slapped in the face, but I feel like we all get a little. We we talk really cleanly to each other and really um, honestly. And she knows that there's always little bitches around, man. And there's always people that think they're better. And I say, you don't go toward that. You go toward the love and more interesting people. I want her to be friends with the kid that, you know, is quirky or the kid who is the comedian in class or the kid that is whatever. I don't want her to be pop. I don't want her to be into the popular kids because so they don't have the they don't bring it they they have yeah maybe on top they have some icing or something you know fluffy to look at but really at the end of the day they don't have the substance of intelligence they're grow up to be boring yeah they're gonna peak in high school and they're done and 24 is their first marriage and 35 is their second marriage and they're shit out of luck at 40 and my daughter's just gonna start peaking then you know what i mean like i, I feel that i, I feel want her that. to keep growing i don't want her to peak at 18 because she's hot no. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a disaster. And also, like, it's important that kids always earn stuff and like, that you have a job or you figure it out. Like, I loved working as a teenager. But yeah. I will tell you that my mom took that, you know. <laughs> oh, Shauna. If my mom ever heard that if someone was being made fun of in class, my mom would pick up the school phone book, call her parents and say, hey, would your child like to come over and have a sleepover? Above my head. Really? So, like, next thing I knew, someone in class I don't even get along with, some nerd would be at my house. Because your mom was so inviting and so kind. Right. That's nerd beautiful. Like, no, 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 no. Because my mom didn't want me to get pregnant at 21 like she did. So she made sure that, like, there were no crop tops in my house. There were, like, I had to get my... Um, my mom would measure my tank tops. Every tank top strap had to be at least an inch and a half thick. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's no, intense. So no spaghetti straps for there you. There was no camisoles in high school. And if I did, I had to wear a t-shirt under it, which wow. was the look of the time. But it was also just, it was a little bit extra. And now looking back, I realize that my mom really was keen on raising a nerd. Like she wanted to make Because sure. she wanted you to be who you become, who's sure. smart and intelligent and not get wrapped up in the I'm looks. I'm a little bit of a burnout though. And popularity. <laughs> hey, hey man, if you're, if you're not... If anybody's not a little bit of a burnout, I don't trust you. Yeah, that's the thing is that I'm living. I lived a lot of my adolescence in my 20s, which was the wrong direction to live it in. So, it like, but I will tell you that I didn't go to rehab at 16. There's also that. So it happens all the time, though. What do we do? What do we do? Well, we watch Lifetime movies and we enjoy the fuck out of them. Stay at home. That's what we do. That was actually, you know, this is how Lifetime and I really got started was when I first really wanted to try and get hired on TV and take 
script writing very seriously and be at home. I didn't leave the house for six months. But and it's be- but you're saying lifetime because you have empathy. Is that what you're saying? No. Or because so, you have the writing skills. So, no. So I just would stay at home and work on my script. And then at night, I would watch four or five Lifetime movies. That's a lot of Lifetime movies, man. And then man. I would go to bed. And then I'd wake up and I'd write more. And I'd watch four or five Lifetime movies. And my, my roommate at the time was like, girl, can we like clean out the DVR? Like, there's... <laughs> And what was, why was that cathartic for you? Because other people have problems and they're not, they're bigger no, than yours. It was just like, it's just like, if I'm like, what, what trash can I consume if I'm not going out and partying or if I'm not going out and doing, if I'm not going out and like, I didn't have money. Like, I so see. It so it was like, like a candy. It was like a treat. It was like my treat. And it's like, I don't have money. It is a treat. I didn't have money to go out and eat all the time or like, I didn't have money to like go do this or that or you know, whatever this experience, I didn't have money to travel. So like what I would do was the, my good, clean fun was lifetime movies. Yeah. I like it. I think that's a very good outlet. Yeah. And I, you know, Jason Shapiro, who we met through, I mean, he stayed home and had some good, clean fun himself for a few years. And like he, that's, I mean, he is so fucking, he's killing the game. When I met Jason Shapiro, he was just moved to LA was my, former manager's assistant's friend from college. And we, I hired him to work at Hello Giggles. Like before we were even paying, I hired him. Quote wow. Unquote. That's awesome. And then he sat at home and had some good, clean fun for two years. I don't know. He watched probably not lifetime. But why do you say that? What do you mean? He sat at home? Cause he was depressed. He was sad. He was what? No, he, Nose to the grindstone it. Yeah, I see. Because he's so, a writer. He does the Twitter feed, Los Feliz Daycare. Yeah. And he writes now for um, um, he has, My Boss. I Hate My Boss on Wondery. Yeah. And so the other thing, too, is that so he has some good, like, I'm saying, when I say he had some good, clean fun, what I essentially mean is that, like, now he gets to go out and have some real adult fun. Like, he gets to go party and go follow fish and do that sort of stuff. But you have to sit at home and put your nose to the grindstone for a few years. And so I find that whenever I personally retreat and, like, go into a time in my life that's very productive, my good, clean fun is lifetime. That's really interesting that you say that about, like, retreating for a couple of months or even years or whatever because people really shy from that. They get afraid that they you know, if they're not in the game, that they're they're out of the game. And you're saying essentially that sometimes you just need to spend it on yourself. You your see, time. I live in a hobbit hole in Glendale, right? In your own like, creative space. You know, I lock myself in this place and I live in my 875 square feet and I'll even have groceries delivered. Like, I won't leave. Like, and interesting. My, my way of holding myself accountable is every week I get my nails done, I get my hair done, I get my brows waxed, or. I I just do one of my beauty treatments every week. And that's one way for me to find myself down in civilization on the other side of the hill. And then usually, you know, I'll go out one or two nights a week. But I don't feel the need to be like in Hollywood. I, there were so many years of my life where I had to be at parties where I had to do this fucking dumb popular girl shit. And like, I don't like to be the popular girl. I would rather be the interesting girl that stays at home. Totally. I'd rather be the interesting person on the outside. Well, you can stay at home or not stay at home, but it's nice that you don't guilt yourself to go out. It's just hard to have. It's just hard to have it all in this, in this business. I find it is. And I would rather people be like, wow, she's doing a lot of output that's valuable than like, Oh, I saw her at a party last week. I don't want to be the person that you saw at a party last week. I know. I so agree, Molly. I would rather be the person like, have you seen how much content that person's put out? That's fucking work, man. Yeah. And it's hard to quantify that because you, you, it's, it's, it's a period of time. It's mm-hmm. a process and it's a consistency. Yes. And it's quality. And what are you putting out exactly? I mean, is it bullshit? Is it quality? 
Exactly right, my that's girl. That's really smart. And that's why I honestly I have to say I I value YouTubers as creators because Absolutely. I think what they do, they are workhorses. They work so fucking hard and like there's something to that. Like there's some really something to that. Of and course. they figured it out their own way. Yep. Anyway, you guys. Um so Rachel Richards is now the sweetheart. She's on the sweetheart court. She got replaced and the girl says that she thought it was what Nelson would have wanted. So um so Richards has taken her place. And then Roxy and Tom were talking about how Rach, uh, Richards is taking over for everything. She's making this death all about her. Right. We're going to play Rachel's news interview, which is electric. So Rachel's invited Tom over previously. We should note this to watch, watch the news special with her. Yes, because she wants to. We'll find out later, but she wants to be able to control the PR surrounding her situation, which exactly. I'm obsessed with. That's exactly right. So L.A. LA News Network. 11. Come on, people. <laughs> Good evening. I'm Sammy Summers. And I'm joined tonight by Rachel Richards in her very first exclusive television interview. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me, Sammy. Now, I want to talk about that night. Mm-hmm. Why did you go to Rachel Nelson's home? Why did you go to Covista Towers? Well, I, I was Rachel's best friend. She had been nominated to the Hills High Sweetheart Court, and I never got the chance to congratulate her one-on-one. -on -one. So you go to Covista Towers, but according to security, you don't sign in at the front desk. Why not? Well, I had been there a million times. I kind of assumed that they knew who I was and I was excited I wanted to see Rachel so I just hopped in an elevator and went to her apartment so you see Rachel what did you talk about um we just uh, we talked about normal things we talked about sweetheart um we talked about school and friends so you would categorize it as a friendly conversation Oh, absolutely, yes. We do have a report of a neighbor overhearing an argument, raised voices from the roof, mm -hmm. as well as other partygoers saying the two of you seemed tense. Oh, no. We were not tense. I mean, they might have heard some squealing and, and shouting, but that's because we were excited. There was absolutely no fighting, no arguing. So I want you to take me back to the roof. I know this is difficult for you, Rachel. But I do need you to talk about what happened on that roof deck. I tried to stop her. What did she just say? I tried to stop her, but I, I couldn't. She was determined. She she was fed up with everything. She was fed up with school and boys. And, and then she told me that she loved me, and I was her best friend, and I always would be. And then... I'm sorry, Sarah, I can't. Uh, you do understand that the police have ruled Rachel Nelson's death as accidental. <laughs> 
know that she didn't mean it. And the police report compiled with your help has firmly stated that Rachel Nelson fell accidentally from the railing of the roof deck. I wanted to protect Rachel. I wanted to protect her memory and her family. But now I owe it to myself as a survivor to tell the truth. She's lying. No, Tom. Total. You see what I mean now? I'm not making it up. She's faking it. The entire thing. And now she wants people to believe it's a suicide. It's ridiculous. It was an accident. She just fell. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe... Maybe Rachel did jump. No. Maybe maybe she was unhappy no, and I no. just didn't see it. We both it. know Rachel. She wouldn't have jumped. That's... You're the only two people who really know what happened that night. One of them's dead. Tom has tiny lips. That yeah. I don't care for. He's not great looking. I like a fuller lip. I do too. Um, so... Richards comes in. She has to talk to Tom. She has to talk to uh, Tom in the lunchroom, and she says Mark Burnett wants an interview with her. Which has Mark Burnett ever interviewed someone personally? No, no. It's the weirdest shout out to Mark Burnett. Does does he own Mar Vista? Well, no. I just think that they're referencing him because he's so famous in the reality world, and they would think he would be a god. I guess so. And yeah. the Bachelor thing, etc. Yeah. Forgetting the fact that he's a extreme Christian wacko. Mm- Mike Fleiss actually does The Bachelor, who is Heidi Fleiss's cousin. Oh, interesting. Isn't that wild? My daughter had Heidi Fleiss's dad as a um, Dead? Really? Forever. Yeah, I had a Fleiss baby. Oh, They called him God. a Fleiss baby. When you have your baby, like I had my baby at Cedars, and they say, who's your pediatrician? And I say, you know, Dr. Fleiss. And they say, oh, a Fleiss baby. Yeah, no she was. way. She was a Fleiss baby. They are so prolific. They really mm. are. They are a talented family. Wags, can you please stop French? Why kissing? is your dog licking your face? Because he loves me. I know, but <laughs> does he just lick your face now and then? Yeah. Right on. Oh, sometimes I'll wake up. Well, no, you don't understand. Sometimes I'll wake up and his paws will be right here. And it's his so nose cute. will be right here. Aww. Just hovering within centimeters of my face. Breathing on you. Yeah. Aren't they cute? Animals but he also knows are not so... Wait to, he knows not to wake me up. Aw, dogs and cats are so sweet. Ass Very up. Nice. Ass up, baby girl. There yeah, you look go. at my butt. Look at my butt. Um. So... Rachel says she wanted Tom Tom to come over because they wanted to talk so they could get on the same page. And he's like, same page. Uh, and she's like, everything's going to make sense soon enough. <sighs> I think it would play really well if the two of us form a friendship, maybe more. Um, Rachel said that people who don't tell the truth on network don't get they don't book. Uh, they don't get book deals, they don't get shows, or they don't become president. Mm, right. Oh, sick Trump burn, Boy, bitch. Did, okay. Did we Yeah, that came around quick. And this came out in 2017, but I will say that at the time, they didn't know probably, I bet at the time. Yeah, because it this, came out like January, February. So They didn't know who was going to win. No. So either way, this was in their mind, sick ass burn. Yeah, totally. Like, they were like, one, it was. Side, one side of America will love this either that's way. That's right, that's right. Clinton, big fat liar, as if most fucking qualified person ever. Sorry, guys. Uh, not to bring politics into this. Everyone tells me not to, but I can't help it. Tom uh, turns to Roxy and says that she's creating this whole thing. 
Um, Roxy, so Roxy's sitting behind them while they're talking. Roxy says, this is my dream come true. Um, so, oh, this is Rachel's dream come true. So what if we make it her nightmare? What if we don't let her get away with uh, this? What if we make Rachel Nelson the most popular girl in school again? Again. I so, love that. Da-na-na, chapter three. I was going to say right there. That's how you know you're changing into a new section of the of the film. I just wrote dying for this. Yeah, was, this oh. was the best part. It really was. Oh, because so now so these guys, yeah, these kids are going to turn it around on Rachel Richards and they're going to make her popular again, but she doesn't know what coming. She does not know what's coming. Yeah, this is me. This is so good. This is life. So um, Tom wants to know why this is so important to Roxy. Were they ever really friend? Tom tells him that they were, but she didn't know it. Roxy says uh, her name is a nickname. She says that freshman year, the Rachels were actually the three of them, and they would tease each other and stuff. And one day, Richard just told her that there wasn't room for three Rachels. But her name wasn't ever Rachel. It was always Roxy. No, her name was Rachel, and so she had to switch to Roxy, which is why in the beginning scene... Which is why in the beginning scene, when um, she says, like, oh, like, what's your deal? She goes... She goes, what do they call you? She goes, Roxy. And she was like, hmm, Roxy, interesting. Right. It's so interesting you said because I swear I backed up the film like three times trying to catch what is her name. I'm not clear, but you're right. So she was a Rachel. Rachel Richards made her change her name. So now she's, she's Roxy. Yeah. And so she was an original Rachel until she got kicked out. Yes, exactly. She Her name was Rachel, too. I mean, it's like my middle name's Caitlin. I went to school with 27 Caitlins. Yeah. Like it just was what it was. Um, I'm so glad you don't go by that. Jesus. I wanted to when I was a kid because I hated Molly. Oh, Molly's a thousand times better. But now I'm like, I love my name. So anyway, um, so she tells her, you know, there's not room for three Rachels, which I will personally disagree with. Um, she goes, they made me invisible. Nobody saw me as a Rachel anymore. So Tom's like in, he's like buying this. He's in with it. So they go around together talking to people and kind of planting seeds in a way that I am not sophisticated enough to do. Have you ever been fucked over by someone and realized like, oh, they have been planting seeds for months yeah. and I am now catching you on. Were the class airhead. Absolutely. I am the life's airhead. So depressing. Like literally I'm like, oh my God, someone would screw someone over. That's so weird. Like, why would you ever screw someone over? Um, so they do this, they com- create this brilliant scheme. Um, by talking to everyone who was at the party that night, and they all kind of agree that this is that the way that Rachel died was suspicious. So then Roxy goes to Coach Lyons. Uh, she convinces them to make it a Rachel Nelson jerseys for all of them for the states, and she says that if he prints extras, they could sell them as a tribute. So then the yearbook lady says they have to run by the office if whether or not they're going to make the the yearbook Rachel Nelson themed. Oh, I she love says, this. But she's going to do it. And she's, uh, and they want to put her picture on the cover. Right. Um, she says, but Tom, ultimately it's up to you because you're the editor. So to have a Rachel Nelson themed yearbook is like unprecedented, by the way. Yeah, and there's like, never been a student on the cover of the yearbook. Which, by the way, it is crazy. Like also who Well, but if somebody dies... But who wants to look back at their entire senior year? Okay. This is about dead. My dead, junior dead, dead. year, <laughs> my junior year, Tom Yopes, a senior, yeah. he died. You know how he died? Sammy, listen to this. He's at a party, a high school party. <laughs> it's in the middle of the winter. It's Pittsburgh. It's January. Not great. He leaves the party about midnight walking home. He's so fucking drunk. He stops. He sits down on a garage no. door. 
And he fucking woke up. And I mean, he didn't wake up. He was frozen there. In the morning, they found Tom Yopst, a senior in my high school. I was a junior. He's a senior. Frozen. I'm talking Jack Nicholson, shining frozen on the side of a fucking garage. They had to crank him off the garage like a that peel him off. Is- Terrible. The true fucking story. Whenever I hear about people freezing to death, I'm like, no. That would be a good way to go, dude. No. I wouldn't mind going that way at all. Really? Oh, yeah, man. Because that what happens be is you're so, so cold. cold. You're so cold. You just get sleepy. And like, oh, my body shut down, shut down, shut it down. And you go to sleep and that's it. I would rather freeze to death, a.k.a. Titanic, mm-hmm. than oh, no. die in water. a canyon or a desert looking for water. Oh. See? Okay. See? Yeah, you don't want to be thirsty. And I smoke cigarettes too, and I know me, I wouldn't be able to. I'd be like, I do I'm, not want to be thirsty when I die. No, I and I would be trying to smoke a cigarette. I'd be like, I know it's I'm in the fucking desert. I know I'm hot and I can't breathe anyway, but if I'm dying right now, I want a cigarette. Yeah. YOLO. Yeah. YOLO vlog spot. So, <laughs> hashtag. YOLO vlog that shit. <laughs> Hashtag grief chic. So it was a grief chic for Tommy. Was it grief chic in Pittsburgh for the frozen boy? It was sad, man. It was sad. fucking super sad. He was a stoner kid and a bit of an outcast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know him personally, but to see him in the hallway with his army jacket. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I didn't want to see anybody dying against somebody's garage door after a party. No. No. And there's no way they can illustrate that the way they do with the crashed vehicle that they put on the yard of school before prom. You can't put a wreath on somebody's garage. I mean, you can. But it's just like they're, what are they, celebrating a strange holiday? Yeah, there's no way to warn people about that. Um... So the next day, Rachel's sweetheart picture is being torn down. Everyone's wearing the Nelson jerseys. You know, we I, we don't need to play this scene. This is whatever. They basically just know that Rachel's life is imploding in front of her fucking face. And right. She can't handle any of it. Um, Roxy is on one. That's why. That's my last note. I didn't put the. I didn't put. I mean, I have more. She's on what? I just wrote she's on one, which means like, oh, like, oh, like, do I have to explain this to you the way Lindsay Lohan explained it to Oprah? Like, you're on one. Like, it means like you like are 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 buck wild, like you're crazy. She's on to it. Yeah, no, like on one, like dr- like on drugs, like on. So Roxy, be- well, because she's getting a taste of what really went down. Yeah, Roxy. Well, Roxy is well, no, not Rachel. Roxy's seeing like basically like well, I don't know what happened here. I don't know why I picked up on this. But I will say that Rachel... Well, you saw it three times. I mean, I... (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why. I just wrote down Roxy is on one. Uh, For people at home, go watch this movie from 10308 to 10718, and maybe you can find out what happened. I don't know. I didn't write down. (laughs) So Rachel's wearing this brown outfit that I expect on, like, a street-walking sex worker, like, not a nice... Not, like, a nice newspaper sex worker or a nice... Like escort or internet no. one. Like this is who you pick up on the street. Right. Is this brown outfit she's wearing? Yeah. Do you remember? And they call it black, and it's the crop top outfit with the crisscross top and the skirt that has the cutouts. On yeah, it. it's actually really cute. Oh, she, I thought it was very streetwalkery. I know, but man, oh man, if you had that body and you're seventeen, sure. Why come not? on. I mean, not come to, on. I'm not to shame. I'm sorry, not to shame. Um. And and by the way, I mean nothing by that. Like, you know what? If you uh, do you, girl, but 
Wouldn't have been allowed in the McAleer house, tell you that much. YOLO vlog. YOLO vlog spot. Um, so they're planning uh, Rachel Nelson Rose Garden. And Sammy, the news person, is there. And Rachel sees her and she runs up basically like, that's her war buddy. She's like, hey, girl. She's like, like I'm here to do an interview. And she's like, we're taking this in a new direction. And then Sammy says she's actually been getting a lot of heat, just like you had to say to me. She's been getting a lot of heat from the interview, and she's been accused of glamorizing suicide. Um, she goes, our new spin is the Rose Garden, not morbidity. That's right. Um, I respect that. Really hard for Rachel. So um, sh- then she interviews Roxy about the Rose Garden. Roxy nails her clip. I think she does a great job, except for the fact that she's glaring off screen at Rachel, being like, told you, cunt. Like, I told you. That's all right. Never That's all right. Never speak on the news again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess, where are you supposed to look, right? So right. Roxy sees herself on the news, and she likes the way she looks. Oh, Did yeah. You notice that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she's seeing, you know, like, whoa, look at this angle. I this mean, is this what popularity is- can be. That's right. And now she's thinking, you know, whether I have to be popular because I'm beautiful and talented or I have to be popular because I'm a serial psycho killer. Right. At the end of the day... Popularity is popularity. Followers are I followers. Damn good on the local eleven news. She did look good. She's like, look at my good side. Well, that's at the end. We'll wait for that. Yeah. So, well, no, this is Roxy does this. So, well, well, she. You're right. Correct. You're right. You're exactly right. So, Roxy's at home. And I'm sorry. Wait. Say that again. She. It's Roxy. No. Just say the part about you're correct. You're correct. Say, could you say Christine Blackburn? You're correct. Christine Blackburn, you are correct. Sammy, put that on a loop. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so um, she opens up a little box next to her bed, and she finds her Rachel nameplate necklace that's been hiding for three years. I mean, for three years, she's been holding on to this thing. Yeah. Next to her bed. Well, I could see that in a way because it's a keepsake and she's no longer Roxy or she's no longer Rachel. Right. She's Roxy. She wants to be Rachel. She 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 wants that nameplate necklace to, to really mean something. It does mean something because, I mean, we have to admit, I mean, I don't know about you. I keep a nightstand pretty tight, high and dry over on that nightstand. If something is not meaningful to me, it's it not on that nightstand. To the, it graduates right? to the other to a bookshelf, right? So to keep it right there, that means that it meant a years, lot. I mean, what does this even mean to her? So she gets a text from Rachel asking if they can talk tomorrow, main office before announcements. And then I wrote in my notes, I need to know if Roxy is just purely evil as Rachel. Molly, guess what? She is. Okay? Like, I don't know why I am so slow to the punch every time. And that's why I need to watch these movies. But that's Hitchcockian is what you were talking about earlier. Because now we have this twist of of, of Roxy not being the good girl we thought she was. Strangers on a train much? Yeah. Um, Come on. So... Hitchcock would be proud. So Tom tells Roxy to stay away from Rachel. Um, he's being, she's being kind of flirty about it too. Like when they keep, he, she's like, "Oh wow, thanks. Sounds like you really care." So she's like, "I'm gonna fuck Tom." Yeah. So she's in. She's in now. I mean, at this point, I want to fuck Tom. No, totally. I mean, actually, me too. And I was not into him at first. I know you weren't. And I was like, really? You're not seeing what I'm seeing? No, you're right. It does take me some time usually. His skin was beautiful. With these guys. Um, Rachel, do you like Rob Lowe? 
Yeah. Okay, see, I think he looks like his face is a vagina. So wow. I don't. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, see, we're different. But again, we're different we're generations. Different men. We're, we're, we're different generations. We're... Rob Lowe is still in my wheelhouse. I worked with him. All I'm really. And I like that man a lot. All He's I'm super kind. This is that we can go out together and that we're not going to. We can have a lot. Of, we can wingman each other. I, I think that's totally a good idea. Wingman the fuck out of him. I think we should. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, Rachel apologizes to Roxy sincerely and asks if they can be friends. And Roxy's so stunned, she completely agrees. She invites her to do the morning announcement oh, with her. God. I'm going to play all this audio because this is just too lifetimey. It's too good. You guys, if you don't know that this is everything I want in a life, in a post Pretty Little Liars world, I have been suffering in a major way. It's 11657 and 12211. This really has all the elements of lifetime. And Pretty Little Liars, which I miss so much. Does Alabama watch? Did she watch Pretty Little Liars? No, she's too young for that. She's a little too young. It's some that's some Buck Wild shit though. Like when yeah. she's the right age, she could now probably watch my so called life. Uh, we do Bob's Burgers, Simpsons, and um, Modern Family. You don't speechless do the Goldbergs. No, that's it. When once you get to the pubes age, you gotta do yeah. a puberty. Not hurting. I can't. I'm yeah. not talking about your child like that. No, right? I know. I know. Um, puberty. Well, it's about two, three years ages. away. She'll be there. No, really. Two I years. was already kind of low key turning into a bitch when I was ten, but no one knew. But I you know what? Okay, what happens is a little child gets their little breast buds. Yeah, and after the breast buds come. Two years after that uh-huh. is when the menstruation comes. Oh, terrible. And then we hit into the really difficult years. So she just got her breast buds. So I feel, oh, I feel like good. I got a two-year window of love that, still. That's perfect. Can I tell you when I got my first period? No. My fucking 13th birthday party. I'm sorry. My 13th actual birthday. That's sad. I mean, that is, are you there, God, it's me, Margaret. Didn't yeah. she get her yeah. first period on her 13th birthday? No, I think she was 12. Oh. I don't think it was her birthday. Yeah, it was my Oh, no, just as long as we were together. My favorite Judy Bloom book, just as long as we were together. Stephanie got her period on her 12th birthday. God damn. Judy yeah. Bloom. I got to pick up some of that. You do. For my and daughter. My when I when I She's still in the boxcar children, but next. Oh, she's doing boxcar? Did oh, she sure. do Babysitter Club? Yeah, no, we didn't do Babysitter's Club. That's a good one too, I bet. Oh my god, I loved it. For my daughter. They were everything to me. She likes Wimpy Kid. What who what? Diary of a Wimpy oh, Kid. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's a that good was, series. This when I was a child. Wait, okay, so here we are. Almost. This is it. This is a really good scene. That's quite the outfit. Thank you. You wanted to talk? Yeah. Um, I realize exactly what you're trying to do, Roxy. I get it. I've been a complete nightmare. I've been horrible and selfish. And I just wanted to say that I'm sorry. I really am. I think Rachel would have loved everything you're doing for her. I just, I never, I, I never really realized how important friendship was until she was gone. And I need you, Roxy. I need a friend. I have no one. Can we start over? As friends? Yeah. Yeah? I mean... Yeah? 
I also, I, I thought it'd be kind of nice if you came and did morning announcements with me. I know it's a lot, but it doesn't feel right doing it alone. And I think Hill's high. It needs the Rachels. Sure. You'd do it? Yeah? Sure. Let's do it. Come on. Uh, okay. After you? Just press it, turn it on and off. What? You little snake. You realize that was so easy, it's almost pathetic. You want to be a Rachel so badly, don't you? But don't you get it, Roxy? You never were one of us, and you never will be. Yes, I was. No, you weren't. Why can't you admit that? You can't erase me like you're trying. Erase you from what? The yearbook? The, the a memorial for a dead girl? Rachel is the one that people liked. She's the one that's going to be remembered. I'm Rachel. I'm the only Rachel. And this is finally my time. This is my school. I make the morning announcements. I'm the star of the track team. And I am going to be the queen of the sweetheart court. I'm going to be famous. Sammy Summers says there's an interest in a reality show. And then I will write my book. And I will tell about everything that happened that night. I'll call it the plunge from the penthouse. You're delusional. You still want people to believe that she jumped? Tell the truth, Rachel. The actual truth. The truth. Come on, Roxy. Nobody cares about the truth. The truth is what you make people believe. And nobody knows what happened that night. I do. I know what you did. What would you like me to say? That I lured her out on that roof that I waited for the perfect moment? You're right, Roxy. Rachel Nelson didn't jump. I pushed her and she deserved it. Well, maybe I don't want to be the Rachels anymore. So you want to replace me? Is that it? Why, why don't you just call it Roxy? I'm sure she wants back in. Oh, my God. Roxy? Come on. I mean, she was never a Rachel in the first place. We were just friends with her because she didn't have any. <laughs> I just think, you know, maybe the Rachels are kind of over. So you want to do it on your own? That's fine, Rachel. You can just have it your way. Rachel, no, wait. No, let's go! <laughs>
are you doing? Confessing. Isn't that what you wanted? No, I wanted you to tell the truth. And what exactly is the truth, Roxy? Not that you pushed her, but, but that you didn't try to help her either. Neither did you. Um, maybe we should go back downstairs. Why don't you call up Roxy? I'm sure she wants back in. <laughs> Roxy? Oh my god. I, she was never even a Rachel. We were just friends with her because she didn't have any. <laughs> so you want to do it on your own? That's fine, Rachel. You can just have it your way. Rachel, wait! <laughs> I knew you were there, staring just like you always are. The three Rachels, together one last time. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, help me, I'm slipping. <laughs> Rachel, I'm slipping. Rachel, help me, Rachel! walked away from her. She was calling for you. She wanted you to save her. No, I was too far away. I wouldn't have made it in time. Were you? Were you really too far? Rachel! She was reaching for you. I was too far away. I tried to help her. Well, only you would know. Rachel, help me! Please help me! Rachel! Roxy, please! Don't call me that. You see, that's the difference between us, Roxy. You're in complete denial about who you are and what you did that night. But I know exactly who I am and exactly what I'm doing. So you confessed to a murder you didn't commit? It doesn't matter because in the end, I'm going to be immortal. And you'll still just be invisible. You all will. Everyone is going to be forgotten. It's just the way the world works. Nobody ever remembers the victim. But everyone always remembers the villain. I win, Roxy. You bitch. Hey, open up. Girls, open the door. Hey, open up. Girls, open the door.
Are you okay? Roxy, look at me. It's over. You are relentless. You won. In the way that you ask me. So many questions of my days in the city. You can call me Rachel now. I wish that. Sick! Roxy's dead. Okay. And Rachel is back. And Rachel has risen, bitch. So we get at this amazing scene that I have to tell you guys. I know a lot of you do not watch the movies. This is what I've heard. I've learned a lot from you guys recently. For many of you, you never watch these movies. You've never even seen a Lifetime movie. You just like to hear us talk about them. That amazes me. I assumed you had to be watching these to love them. Um, if you, if I can give you a gift, it is the last thirty seconds of this movie. It's so true. So it's beautiful. It's first of all, it's in slow mo. <laughs> first of all, they slow it down because they know we want to watch so close. It's so Jody. If I could imagine that this is what's happening in Jody, that's Arias's what I was mind. saying. Yes, exactly. This is where I was like, oh, Christine does. Okay, okay, great. Because at first I was like, I don't think this is like Jody Arias. Oh no. So. Rachel Richards is walking through the crowd and she's seeing like, you know, her plus size friend and the Asian girl and then the guy that blows her kisses every day. And the and student count and the yearbook staff lady, lady and, and, and the security guy and the principal. And in real life, they're looking at her and a lot of them are filming her on iPhones being like, oh, that's really sad. And they're in like, shock. They're yeah. Just like, they're oh, just like, Jesus. We're walking like, this. We're watching a murderer walk past us and everybody's in shock and in grief and they're all sad. And they're but, like sinister. They're also thinking, yeah. Sinister. But that's not the way that's not the way Rachel Richards is thinking. Mm-hmm. No, what does she say? What is she saying? Everyone is breaking out in applause. They are cheering for her. The guy who blows her kisses is saying, "I love you." Like you're beautiful, Rachel. Everything. She's loving it. So then we get to the end where she walks towards the camera, and we're the camera now. Yeah. And she turns her cat scratch scar, which is, so, it looks like she fought, I mean, I don't know anything I said to you guys before this. I'm not a nerd. I am a nerd. I know that's a Wolverine scar that she has. She yeah. looks like she fought with Wolverine. Three, three claws or four claws <laughs> down to the right. It's a diagonal from the temple yeah. to the mouth. And it's and a they're bloody. Scar. Yeah. And they're bloody. And she looks to the camera with her scar and she goes, this is my good side. Freeze frame on her the end. I just fucking stood up from my couch and started clapping. I mean, that was everything everything I want. Everything I want in a Lifetime movie. I mean, honestly, considering the fact that Juno Temple wasn't in this movie. Guys, if you're uh, playing the bingo game at home, you can check the movies. I always have to mention Juno Temple or nobody can win bingo. Molly, you're losing me. You're losing me. I watched the goddamn there's movie. Lifetime, there's Lifetime Bingo. And if I don't say Joan and Juno Temple at one point during the episode, no one gets the center square. I so see. I always like to give it up for Juno Temple. Is that an actor? I'm not even sure who that She's is. She's my favorite actress. I see. Yeah, okay. A Lifetime so actress. Like, you know, is she a teenager? Uh, or mom? No, she's not a teenager. She's like in her 20s. She, she's oh, okay. in an amazing movie called Killer Joe. And then also my favorite movie starring her is Dirty Girls. But she's also plays one of the fairies and Melissa Fenn and all Ben Feather. Oh, she, she's working. Yeah, she's working. Not enough, though. A lot of people have said she's had her moment. Every part I write in a movie is for Juno Temple. Good she's for my you, lead. Man. Um, so, okay. I want you to do me a favor. Think of your favorite movie. 
let's say maybe Lee Daniels Butler, whatever you think is the, the Rachels, the best. <laughs> I can't pick the Rachels. God damn it! Um, what's your what's your Pulp Fiction? What's your The Godfather? What's like? Do you think is the finest made film of all time? You think it's the best? It doesn't have to be one. That yeah, is you? No, no, no. True Romance would be up True there. Romance. We've talked okay. about that. That's you and me. Yeah. Uh, we both love True Romance. Yeah, I named my daughter after the lead character. Absolutely. I don't tell her she was named after a prostitute. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like if I did tell her her name was Alabama, named after this prostitute, then she only has one way to go. It's straight up. Right. Whenever people, that's, that is, thank you for, that is so funny. And whenever people, I have the You're So Cool tattoo. And whenever people are like, there's no apostrophe in the year, I'm like, yeah, because it was written by a dumb prostitute. And she didn't know there was an apostrophe. <laughs> okay. Oh, God damn. I looked at your tat and I didn't realize that. That's yeah. really good. No, well, I almost like put an apostrophe in, but I copied Patricia Arquette's exact Beautiful. handwriting and she doesn't do that. And someone said, I'm at least glad she did the E. Someone said that the other day it could be Y-O-U-R. Yeah. True. Have you ever met Patricia Arquette? I've never met her. She would like you a lot. I saw her once at a car wash. I would die. I yeah, like. She would. Love I mean, you I so saw much. her at True Romance Live read, and I. Like, oh, that's right. And you I got like to see that. Yeah, no, I like was shook. I like cried. What a talent! I love her so much, and so obviously I loved. Um, oh my god, what was that movie she did? A, 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 a Human bo- Nature. Boy, the boy thing where the, she, they followed the guy for twelve. 12 Richard. Oh Linkletter. my god, I love that. The boy. Uh, it, was it was just called Boy, boy wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was the so Richard Linkletter. Good. Oh my oh, god. Oh, the trilogy, wonderful. Have Ethan you ever Hawk. seen anything? Lovely. I can't. No, lovely. So talented. Um. So, think. So, True Romance is number one, okay. meaning it's the finest. Yes. It's one. Um, Mother May I Sleep with Danger starring the amazing Tori Spelling is number five. It's okay. the most lifetimey. Right. We call it. We right. don't call it bad. It's lifetimey. So um, everything we're going to go over, we're going to go over and rate it on a scale of true romance to yeah. Mother May I Sleep with Danger. Okay. Um, this movie I'm going to tell you, it's not going to get our Tori Spelling Lifetime Lifetime Achievement Award for this season because this is actually a very fine film. It's it is well a made. Fine, I know. It really is. And and sometimes guests get disappointed. They want to blow their load on the score. They really want this to have a high score. Sammy knows she needs to do the math, which is sad. Stephen probably said, Sammy, you have to have a calculator because Moss won't know how to do the math. Have you ever seen me write a check? Tip? I mean, I can't tip. Like, I literally just am like, ah, uh, 30%. I don't know how to do anything. So. Double the tax, man. Compared to, oh, no, I can't, I can't even do that. Oh, I, no, but if the tax says 557, double you it. You think I know how to add seven and seven? No, no. Okay, listen. <laughs> if it said, if, if it said the tax is 557. Okay. Round up to six. Yeah. Because 557 is higher. Oh, than- come on. Now let's just say okay. Let's say the tax is six dollars, six percent, six dollars. You should double it. Can you double it? Twelve dollars. Just tip that. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? All right. I don't even want to talk. We'll have to talk about this later. (laughs) I'm gonna write it down. You guys, big nerd in high school, can't do math, super dyslexic. All right. So number one, (laughs) do you think this movie is more like True Romance or Mother Macy with podcast acting? Is this a one or a five? A seven. You can't, you can't. But I thought True Romance was a ten, and Mother no. May was a five. I love, I love that everyone does this. No, so True Romance is one, and Mother May Sleep with Danger is okay. five. So I give this a solid two. 
It's I mean, this is really a good, good movie. Yeah. It's really good acting. Um, it's a two. I totally because agree Because here's you. the thing with this movie, The Rachels. You are not going to walk away from it. You're going to stay and watch it. It doesn't have any lulls. There's no, no downtime. It's like I'm interested all the time. And once it you moves quickly. the device, is I like, the, I like always like a device in a movie like that when they're like, oh, and now this is Rachel Richardson. Right. Like chapter, chapter three, one. Ross, chapter two. You fucking have got me hooked, bitch. Like, got I'm in. So... I'm all about the underreactions in a Lifetime movie. When someone's like, oh, this person fell from a building. And they were like, oh, wait, what? Um, and that would be, for example, the, the the security guard who watched her fall. Big underreaction for me. Another big underreaction Well, because for he me. just heard the thud, right? He just heard the thud and he was like, whoa. That was his reaction. Which, if I saw a dead-ass body and blood. And but like do we a- know he saw it or do he just heard it? can't assume things you got to take on face value okay. what you see on okay. the screen okay you know i i trust me i always create a narrative around everything because yeah. i'm like a sicko that needs to explain away everyone's bad behavior right, me too we gotta take a, we gotta take under reactions at face value do you think this is more like true romance where people are acting very appropriately throughout that film or well they may sleep with i'm gonna give it a four this is a four for me yeah a lot of people handling the death of a teenager really like really lightly overreactions i mean this whole movie is a fucking overreaction yeah you can't handle your friend want to track me funniest thing is this whole movie takes place in high school and there's no there's no academics whatsoever you don't hear about a math class or an english class there's no teachers there's just track in your book that's it you know what I it's love really a, a movie about extracurricular activities if this was a good high school movie they would be like studying a book that mirrored an English class. They'd be studying a book that mirrored the thing that they were currently living. Right. Like right, right. in 10 Things I Hate About You. I think that's like, a whole other level that Lifetime hasn't gotten to. They haven't gotten to that. But even Degrassi did that, mm. where it's like, so talk about the themes in To Kill a Mockingbird. Now all of a sudden there's a like kind of a weird guy at the school. <laughs> like that's how they, they didn't do a great job with that. For me, this is like a 3.5. I'm going to wow. give this a big 3.5. Interesting. I think the entire movie was an underreaction. I would say that then once they started to react, they really did. It was a chain reaction. But this movie for me, the whole movie was like, okay, can we like get the levity though of the fact that, I don't know. Died. I mean, I guess in that respect, I'd give it a three because they were going to dedicate the whole fucking yearbook to her. By the way, I love the three. shot that they chose for the yearbook, which was looking <laughs> fabulous of Rachel Nelson running forward. But Rachel Richards is in the background, like struggling, like eh, she couldn't keep up. <laughs> that's our ad. That's how we're. This is the gif or whatever that we need to post for this movie. And when we promote this on social is that picture because it's, <laughs> it's the funniest perfect. picture because if they really were going to put that photo on the yearbook of course they would have took taken out the girl in the back that looks so horrible Rachel Rich yeah they would have taken her out they were just trying to fuck with her brain yeah that's right and I would like to also point out that neither of these people had parents there's no parents no, there's no academics it's a Disney there's no film. parents yeah no all the parents are dead it's Disney there's no cars nobody had a car completely right. completely independently right Dialogue. Is this closer to true romance or Mother May Sleep with Danger? I'm going to say this is for Lifetime. They did have, have some sick burns. They yeah, I some, thought it was good. They had hardcore lulls. Like they had, they had, they brought a lot of things that in a Lifetime movie, like a Lifetime joke is usually like, save a chicken leg for dad. And it's like, what is that? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. This is a four. What That's the a fuck solid is four. That? This was I'm, written well. This is, so this is, that means, that means it's a two. <gasps> 
two. Yes, closer okay. to true romance. Yes. So wardrobe has three categories. Oh there's overall, beautiful. and then there's wigs and weaves, and then there's makeup. Beautiful. All of it beautiful. I say one. Wardrobe, I think, me, was a one for this movie. To me, movie. they brought it, man. I mean, wardrobe it's was one. Hot, beautiful high school children in wonderful clothes. They did a great job. I felt like it was stepping into gossip. And I Girl. think the clothes, I mean, excuse me, the hair looked very natural to me for Hair everybody. was one. And then makeup, I thought there was a couple places they got a little bit lit with the eye makeup on the girls. There was so much eyeliner on all the girls. They got and lit. A lot of times they would do that nice heavy line on the top bra on the top eyelid that actually ends in a bit of a curly cue at the corner of the a cat eye. eye. And that that kind of cat eye, that's really a nighttime thing after nine that's o'clock. That's hard to do. It's not really a high school daytime it's not eye look. For a high schooler, no. So that was sort of an interesting choice. They did a lot of um and also I know that this was made in two thousand seventeen, so I have to give it up for that and the current trends, but here's my to do this from two weeks ago. They have to give it up to that and the current trends, but I also um need to say that a purple lip on a teenager in bed, a.k.a. Roxy, digesting the Instagram from earlier was a little bit nuts. So I'm going to give this makeup a 2.5. Okay, I would even go further to like you a... Go, you go like, to the 3? Uh, well, now that we're talking about it in that respect, I think I'd go all the way to the 3. Okay. well Because we'll I liked so much of it, but like now you were talking about being inappropriate. And yeah. that, that added another level now that you're saying Well, it's it. all about suiting the character. And I find that a lot of these Lifetime movies look like everyone was dressed from Ross Dress for Less, which, like, is America. Like, America is Ross Dress for Less because why Why should you dress for more? Like, right. you should be dressing appropriately for and your And less. And for less. And for less. Crying. Now, this is where we run into some big moments. Now, I like that big, emotional, Tori Spelling crying jag where it's just like, <laughs> and we never got that from one person nobody cried about anybody dying no and even the person pretending to cry not one tear interesting yeah she had to dab them on herself didn't but she? that in and of itself is kind of a i'm gonna i want to give it a two but here's the thing yeah i'm gonna say two as well because they didn't actually cover the moment after the death okay so we heard that thump and then we heard, saw everybody's crazy reactions but we didn't see an ambulance coming we didn't see a gurney we didn't right. see flashing lights like oh my god get the girl there's an accident on this we didn't see that and well, you so, know what now that you say that i'm getting a little bit closer to something where i want to say this is almost a three to me because they actually hung a lantern on the lack of crying they were yeah. actually like the people that should be crying or not crying at all, which to me makes up for not a crying jet. I want to give this a three. Okay. Crying is a three. Okay. So victimization of the female character, which is really what a Lifetime movie is all about. Now, this movie is a hard one to assess because they were all victims of their own behavior, but they were also the villains. Right. But also, society has done this to them. Well, so often when you take a child, and a 16-year-old is a child. Yeah. They're under 18. They're children. Yeah. And they see this sort of tragedy or they're living this sort of life. I mean, it's... um, it's just a whole different world. Rachel needs to think, Rachel Richards thinks she needs to be famous because she has lived... A life of, you know, in L.A., maybe, you know, maybe it's the L.A. thing. Maybe it's just our culture with social media or whatever. She feels like she needs to be a star to have value. Well, she lives a life of privilege to begin with, with a view out of her apartment of the Santa Monica Pier. So she's already at this level of, you know, being quite, you know, 
popular and sort of famous in her class. She got to keep it up. in love for one day and she and she gets killed for it. Like that's uh. you know, there's a lot of I honestly have to say the only people that lose in this movie are women. There's no, you know, yeah. maybe Tom is hurt for a day. Oh, come on. But Tom you know, wanted, he could have made out with any of those Rachels. He a body pillow in the last yeah, scene by exactly. Roxy. So, like, you know. And he Roxy, got a little of all of them. I have to say, this to me is a total four for victimization of the female character because this says a lot about what society does to women. This is a lot about what women yeah. do to each other yeah. in the pursuit of winning um, and expectations. And also, yeah, I'm going to give this a four. Sorry, I'm just going to plow forward. Now, font is our final category. And I figure for next season, and I don't know how this will make other people feel, but if we do a third season of the show, I think it'll be shorter. There's that. But because uh, we do 15 episodes a season. It's a lot. Is, it's a lot for Mama. For Mama yeah. in particular. Because sure. sure, I'm sure. doing a lot. So, but also for poor Sammy, for poor Steven, Steven Ste- I don't feel bad for Sammy or Steven. No. I don't need my pity. No, they're employed. Then No, but the like more than the, the work they have to do for this is like, it's ridiculous. They, it's, they do this because they like me. Right. Like, but, like, well, I could I see think, that. Um, but, like, it's a lot. So, um, I think I need to add music next season because the sound alikes are so good that they do. It's like almost a shame I haven't added music. Interesting. So, okay. but I can't, I can't mix it at mid season. But what about the font? Tell me about that. You like the font in this I think movie. This is a fan, I think in this the is Rachel's. one of the best fonts we've seen. Yeah, interesting. To me, this is very. This is very. Could you name that font or even get close to it? Like it I was saying, need a name to me. It's to me. I don't need to name it because well, yeah, I've but never, you can at I've least. Never seen, I've never seen it before. I know, but you can at least say it's chunky. It's like chunk. it's like copper it's a little plate. bit of like. It's or a it's bit got of like Boogie Nights font minus the lines through the Boogie Nights font. Right. In other words, there's no serifs, and so it, yeah. in that respect, it's a Futura kind of a look. It's very P.T. Anderson. Yeah, they're also cutting a lot of the completion of the letter. Yeah, and that's a whole nother thing. It's exactly. Sexy. I'll tell you that. It is sexy. There's no bullshit papyrus or Comic Sans. No, or, no, no, no. Which, which, by the way, we see a lot of papyrus. Papyrus. papyrus that's the one. Yeah, papyrus. Yeah, we see a lot of that. What did I say? Papyrus. By the way, that's Pap so smear. Today I said, oh, Masonites when I was talking about Masons. And my, my therapist was like, you mean, no, Molly. And she's like, that's a sin. Why are you talking about Masons with your therapist? It's, we talk, we get real weird. She and I have an incredibly inappropriate relationship. She, she and I text about, she texts me swear words. Like, I literally send a picture. My therapist wrote the other day, hey, girl, haven't heard from you in a while. Just want to tell you I miss your ass. <laughs> I, I love your therapist. My therapist is 60-something years old. I, like, screenshotted it and sent it to, like, three of my friends. And I was like, by the way, this is how my therapist talks to me. <laughs> Tommy from JetBlue ain't shit. Like, I have... If you think that that is the beginning of my problem... Tommy from JetBlue is your new flight attendant friend who loves you and you love him. Yeah. The people on this podcast know the relationships in my life are out of control. As Amanda Knox told me, though, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, um, Amanda Knox, she knows, man, because she's seen some grief internationally, uh, and she knows. Um, so for this fun, I honestly, I want to give this fun like a 1.5. Wow, all the way up. I'm going to give this, to me, this is like as close as you can get to a studio movie without being a studio movie. Yeah, interesting. What do you think? I love the font. What I would love, you give it? Uh, I'm, I'll give it a, I'll give it a 
Jesus, man, it scares me a little bit to give it a one because I think of other fonts. Right. You know, I think of else what I would have done. Like, and I don't know about the movement. It's hard That's to really say. It's hard to yeah. say. I'm going to yeah. go two because I just can't go all the way. Okay. The way. I'm going to give my guests a favor. I'm going to play favor to my guests, give you a two on that. So uh, what's our total score? Uh, 25.5. That's really low. Wow, Sammy. Good this addition. Quickly. Quick addition. Incredibly quick addition with Sammy, which is one of the many reasons I love her. Yeah. Um, normally, I would read at least one IMDb review, but I feel like we've done a really long, exhaustive job on this I'm tonight. I'm thrilled. I'm really thrilled. I feel really happy about Thank everything. Thank you. Where can people find you online, my friend? Uh, I'll tell you, man. I just want to be right here in Molly McAleer's apartment. I don't want to go anywhere. You don't even need in to your find house. online, guys. Come on over. Stop this by the liquor store. Good Not time. Away, which is whose name we won't say. <laughs> but you can find me at uh, at Storyworthy. Every everything I do is at Storyworthy, and that's easy enough. You guys, thank you so much for listening. We will be back for our finale next week with Ronnie Karam. You gave all your information, right? I Storyworthy. Think so. I think so. At Storyworthy. Is at Storyworthy. It? Yeah. Listen you were to the on show. Twitter early. Storyworthypodcast.com. How yeah. did you start that show real quick? Storyworthypodcast.com. Um, because I I love storytelling and I used to go to the moth a lot. Mm. And the, the moth is a storytelling evening. You go up and tell a true five minute story. And when the people's stories were over on stage, I always had questions for them like uh hey 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 i got i got one thing to say and then they're off and then the, yeah. the host would say okay that was molly mcallare and then you're gone it's and i was trading had I've questions right yeah. so i would i would try to chase people down after the shows and ask them follow-up questions and stuff so i thought storytelling i was always fascinated in storytelling and and to start an interview with the end of a story, I thought would be kind of a, a cool niche, right? So rather than long form interview, like, where are you from? What do you do? What'd you major in? It's not that at all. It's yeah. like, you want to talk about a bicycle accident when you were a child, then we're going into that. And then Let's we just stick yeah. to the topic that they bring to the table. So that's how I came to it. That's awesome. Thank and you. by the way, that's the smartest thing to do, like to have a way into a thing. I, you know, I mean, I've, as I've said, I love a gimmick. I love a device. Well, lifetime movies, it. man. Yeah. All right, keep burping, you guys. Um, you guys, I love you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Kevin, thanks for coming to the meetup. <laughs> I'm speaking directly to just Kevin. You guys have a nice week. Sammy, thank you for being here. Wax. <laughs> All right, bye. Thank you for listening to Mother May I Sleep With podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure you're subscribed in iTunes, Acast, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Want to help support the show? We've got a Patreon for that. Patreon.com slash M-M-I-S-W-P. If you can't donate but still want to help, we always appreciate a five-star review in the iTunes store with some kind words or passing this podcast on to your friends. You can find all of our social media pages and keep up with our ranking system by visiting mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. Thank you to our producers, Stephen Ray Morris and Nicole Matthew, and of course you for going on this weird journey with us. Until next time, I'm Molly McAleer. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.